0: Yeah, and he's got a cool dog.
1: That that wasn't actually the line. Yeah, I was, yeah, thinking, I was of. thinking of your ancestor. Uh, okay. For me, <laughs> it's a pain. Oh, no, uh... fuck that guy. I'm over him.
0: <laughs> Apocalypse is here.
2: <laughs> there can only be one bald guy. <laughs>
3: This is Stan of Marvel Comics warning you to look
0: around you, your classmates, your friends. You never know which one of them may be terrorist mutants
1: who plan to destroy the human race.
0: Mutants? I hate
1: them. It has come to my attention that you have a mutant power. He's a mutant. A stinking
4: mutant. He doesn't deserve to live on the same planet as normal, decent human beings. Get away from me, beast.
2: Don't you remember what it was like when you first discovered you were a mutant? Professor X.
4: The X Men.
3: Stop them! Welcome to my island. See the palm trees waving the wind. Well.
0: hated and feared episode x oh my
4: god oh Oh,
0: shit episode x X, uh hosted by kiwi yanosh holly and me nick um we spent all week rescuing all of last week rescuing holly from orcas again only to have holly have to rescue us right back uh, with her brand new adamantium skeleton that's been put in. <laughs> <laughs> and we got uh, four books to get into, but first I think we're going to talk about some news. Yeah.
2: Well, adamantium is pretty cool, but I got the new Mysterium one, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's one-upping
4: adamantium. <laughs> Fucking... Wolverine is also
2: going to be have, like, a... Uh, freaking Black Panther crossover next month. So, I hope, I hope, is, I hope there's gonna be something about how Mysterium is way cooler than Adamantium. Ed- what's, what's the vibranium? vibranium? Yeah, that's the Black yeah. Panther
4: one. I was gonna say, I can't believe Mysterium hasn't been taken as like a fictional metal. And I was like, it's definitely been used for something. It's a pretty good board game. Uh, I literally okay. was playing it earlier today. So, um, check out Mysterium the board game. Uh, if you if you enjoy, <laughs> it's sort of like a reverse Cluedo. Um, I'm not going to get into it. Continue.
2: <laughs> oh, it's apparently also the name of a VPN service.
4: Hell yeah. Let's get that sponsorship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also, it's also on Steam. Like, there's a Steam version.
1: Yeah, I have watched a lot of Northern Lion playing Mysterium. (laughs) I have not actually played it myself.
2: Uh, Comic Con happened. Everyone got COVID who was there.
1: Surprise, surprise.
2: (laughs) We got a ton of news, let's be honest. We know some more details on the upcoming X-Series or the end of you know, the what are they called? Rocks, Rise rocks. of the Fall of the Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ewing Magneto resurrection, which he said is gonna be very complicated and not just an egg resurrection. So that's interesting.
1: It does. It's it's like Storm is doing something, and I feel like it's Storm Storm Magic Mode, because that's been mm. that, like since a Sinister tapped into that it's like a storm has always been magic adjacent but she doesn't always do a lot with it so I could see it's you know storm magicking, magicking herself up to the waiting room or something and
0: asking for him to come back
1: so it
2: looks like the Jerry Duggan and Lucas Wernick one is gonna be like about the X Men, unsurprisingly. Yeah. And what they yep. fight with Orcus. And then the Kieran Gillen one is gonna be like in the future when Orcus has won. Is how I Do, understand it.
1: Doing another doomed future. <laughs> doing another Sins of like, Sinister. <laughs> and, well, Powers of X, like. It definitely killed my theory of uh, fall of the House of Ten, rise of powers of X.
2: Yeah, and apparently, um, uh, apparently, uh, freaking Jerry Duggan on Comic Con pronounced it as fall of the House of X and rise of the powers of Ten. So might be might be still a misleading clue. Might be that nothing means anything anymore.
1: And also um, it's confirmed that like Professor X is gonna be in the Jerry Duggan yes. book, right? Which is a little disappointing, but like I'm I'm sure there there's enough communication, obviously, between him and Kieran Gillm that like he will be finishing whatever arc is going on in Immortal.
2: Like Wolverine is on the cover of uh of Rise of the Powers of X. They'll put
3: Wolverine
4: um, on any cover though Yeah yeah, (laughs) That that means nothing
3: (laughs) I
0: trust nothing about the covers Either after like This after Miss Marvel The new mutant is just Using them all aggressively
2: (laughs) Yeah Yeah there's and I'm not sure who The other characters are to be honest Like there's someone who Could be Like Sink but As Professor X
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's supposed to be sink.
2: Um, then there's an Iron Man I, suit, I but it's made out this. of Krakoa. And then there's someone who looks like Moira, but with like flowers growing out of her head.
4: My thought for this was it might because I can't really like tell in terms of like. Because that's definitely a like sort of Captain Krakoa-ish uniform, but I was thinking it might be a Miss Marvel Captain Captain hmm Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I could see that.
2: Yeah, maybe it is Miss Marvel. Who knows? Like, I there's I, I, really I, I have a certain on the faces here facial blindness on comic characters sometimes if they're supposed to look different, and then there's like something that looks like a robot shadow cat.
4: I was just thinking it's a giant K. Okay, that's that's what I uh, think it's
0: Rasputin for having taken on Shadow Cats um
1: Oh that might be like, That's
0: likely, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's Sync, Wolverine, uh Rasputin for Kamala, and then like someone as an Iron Man.
1: Could it be freaking yeah. Tony? It could, <laughs> could it just be, be Tony? Tony. I feel like it might just be AI in the suit or something. Oh maybe. Because it looks yeah, like the suit, suit has like a big hole in it.
2: No, because because uh, Karen Gillan said like a while ago, like on a on a Tumblr square, he was like, "Yeah, I mean, if if I have the chance to write Tony now that he's in the X orbit, I'm I definitely want to do something because he enjoyed writing him in." Uh,
3: yeah, like back judgment
2: in two thousand and
4: eight, as well. He did a big yeah. run. Oh
2: yeah, I, I might have read that. Tony freaking Stark
0: Yeah I think the implication With Sink though on the cover Is that uh, Talon is dead Because uh, Sink's not able To constantly use um, Like her regenerative powers If she's not there Like, And obviously he wouldn't be spending as much time With Wolverine as he would be with Sink Although he could Like, I'd read that fanfiction <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> That's why Wolverine is angry because he doesn't have a reason to be usually. He's so cheery. Yeah.
4: The uh, Otherwise... the fall of the House of X cover just looks like an X Men cover. Yeah. So uh, I've got I've got um, I'm discerning no clues from it. It's uh...
1: it's got Colossus back, like being a good guy, I guess, but it. That was that was happening anyway.
0: Yeah, and then yes, we also got more details on um, Ultimate X Men, which is going to be Peach Momoko. Yeah, and it's going to be X Men through Armor's perspective, a young Armor, an mm.
2: Ultimate Armor,
0: an Ultimate Armor.
2: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's I mean that is easily, easily oh, the most exciting cool. news that came out of Comic Con. To me, I don't know if anything else.
0: The cover looks great for it too. Yeah, yeah. Peach Momoko, amazing
1: art. Uh, I don't know if I've actually like read anything written by her, but um, has, has anyone? Or? No,
0: I have.
2: I
4: haven't. <laughs> I've just looked at I a haven't, lot of but her. I.
2: I try. I'm not <laughs> even saying that I'm certain her writing is gonna be great but it's an exciting swing for Marvel to take that they usually like the, like yeah. this, is, this is exactly what I want this new Ultimate Universe to be is to have like creators who are like not the established names like not the uh, not the JMS's and uh, Brian Bendis's uh, I'm like starting no named
1: the X-Men yeah <laughs> from a completely different like starting point yeah like if it's in japan there's a there's plenty of japanese mutant characters that like can be a part of it or you know people from outside japan as well but uh it seems like a interesting way to like actually differentiate it as opposed to you know ultimate iron man is still going to be tony stark like,
0: yeah. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, at least at first, is still gonna just be Peter Parker, you know. Yes,
2: but it's gonna be it's gonna be middle-aged Peter Parker. Uh, is what Hickman said, like the similar to the version from the Spider-Verse movies. Peter
0: B. Parker.
2: Yeah, that's what he said. Like he literally says, uh, it's gonna be Ultimate Peter B. Parker." Like, not that's that great.
0: I like that character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that not I, that he's
2: gonna be called Peter B. Parker, but like. As a reference point, I think.
0: Uh, I think Peter Parker is like a sloppy dad. Is like m- maybe the most interesting perspective on a pretty bland character once he <laughs> takes his mask off that we've had in a long time. <laughs> I'm not trying to come for the the Parker heads out there. I'm just saying. I mean, he's, he is middle aged currently in Ultimate Spider
2: Man. Uh, I believe.
3: I
1: just want Are him, him to be kind of amazing?
2: like a, a amazing Spider Man. Yeah, again, it can't keep like, all these adjectives
4: apart.
1: He's he's kind of just like nebulously mid thirties, mm. which he has been for since he was years, in university. Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: it's, I, I believe that's the fate of all Marvel characters. To like, he's like nebulously m- multiple
2: divorced and remarried and divorced again at this point, right? Like, no,
1: no only one, only wedding. once. <laughs> and it wasn't a divorce; it was uh, deleted by a demon. It's oh, completely gosh. different. Yeah, demon divorce.
4: Yeah. I'm, right. really, um, I'm hoping for divorced and Peter Parker though from the Ultimate One because that yeah. is my
1: favorite Peter Parker. Yeah, because that was the thing. He didn't even he didn't even get to be divorced. Really, that's so sad. Like...
0: <laughs> that's so true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the I, I and I think let's be real, uh, middle aged character c- because Jonathan Hickman is himself a middle aged gentleman at this point. I think he. He likes writing middle-aged characters, like uh, you know. Well, one of his, I think his his signature Scott character was. Like... Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, sorry, Janosch. I totally started stepping on you there.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say his his signature character to me is Reed Richards. Like, that's what is his vibe. So.
0: Yeah, I think I I heard a quote from him on cerebro recently where he said that he writes um like Gene and Scott to be in their mid 30s I'm like no dog yes. those those people are 40 at least <laughs> <laughs>
3: the,
0: way, the way these guys are acting they're 40 I'm sorry
2: <laughs> we got one thing that's interesting to me I, at least is uh and I haven't even read like most of what Judd McKay is currently writing but he's doing a Crossover of all his series plus vampires. Um, <laughs> that's going to be drawn by, uh, Larraz and Marta Garcia. So that's exciting.
4: Um, that is.
1: I didn't actually. I have not actually kept up with the news. So I saw the X Men stuff. I didn't yeah. see this. That's. I forgot. That it, great. I forgot the
2: title. It had something blood in the title, but it had. It's like a crossover of Moon Knight and Avengers and. Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. And Dracula.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm not sure if it's actually
2: Dracula. It's like somehow vampire related. So that, I mean, it's just exciting to get like Pepe writing or like drawing a full event again because Mm. they didn't get him for the end of Krakoa.
4: Yeah. Always, always enjoy some Pepe (laughs) and. Um. Jed McKay's writing tends to be uh, a lot
2: of fun. So. Yeah, I cooled down on, like, I think I was really excited for his Avengers when it started. Like, I think the first issue was great. Uh, and then it became a bit bland. I think, like, not not a lot of exciting stuff happened. I haven't read the newest issue yet. Uh, but I believe he wrapped up the first arc, so I I hope it's going to pick up some speed. <laughs> I don't know.
4: I haven't read that. I read the
0: first two issues and dropped it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of hard to do interesting things with the Avengers. With the
0: Avengers, yeah, they're they're very well trod ground. Yeah, it's not even like reading it. I thought it was bad. I liked it. I just like forgot it was going on because of the <laughs> adventures and i kind of forget about those yeah. guys
1: yeah. i'm i'm a couple of issues behind on it because i just forgot to update it at some point
2: <laughs> the team is quite uninteresting and it's mostly about <laughs> like so far its first arc was them battling a new villain group and it's like just very monster of the weekish. Just not too, like, it just feels the blandest possible, like, version of, like, action superhero comics. Um, which, yeah, I know Judd McKay can write great stuff. So either he's gonna figure it out, or he's not gonna be on the book that much longer, or Avengers is just doomed to be boring. I don't know.
0: Um, and we also got Cable and, uh, Dead X Men.
2: I saw the headline that because this came out like I think after NYCC they announced the other X titles, yeah. And I saw the news. There's going to be a cable miniseries to close out the Krakow era, and I was first. I was like, "Oh, is it going to be Dennis Camp, a follow-up to I, Children of the Vault?" I was no.
4: I wanted it so much.
2: It's, it's Fabian Diazza. <laughs> um, well.
1: Like one of the original one of the iconic cable, right, history
0: yeah. with Cable. He literally was a penciler on the first, or not a penciler. Um, he, he's the um the letterer Inker? on the first oh, X, oh. X- Force issue. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I just read that like yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it could be great. I'm just disappointed that it's not Dennis Kemp
4: uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, for uh, sure yeah it's it's simply the the writing that children of the vault um being so good <laughs> yeah uh, i simply want more dennis camp
0: i'm very excited about steve fox's dead x-men though more i also like yeah that looks fun horror comedy type stuff coming from him that's sounds good
2: it's got, like, a ridiculous lineup of artists. Like, it has, like...
0: Oh, it's super long, yeah.
4: Like, more, more artists, than there are issues. It's, I'm hoping that it'll lean into the time travel stuff in, in the fun way, where they sort of try and replicate the era of comic book style um, that, they, that they go through. Um... Cause I, I always enjoy that it, it, it adds a lot to the gimmick to lean into it in that way um, and Dead X-Men also is uh, the, the, Nick, Nick wins the first called shot there from, <laughs> from, from, from when they died so win yeah, from the when podcast. my children
0: were <laughs> murdered before my eyes
4: <laughs> Dead
2: X-Men is just a really funny title for a comic like that's, that's a good one. That's like I've been I've been grumpy about some of these miniseries, and I will be again today. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I I said, you don't need Realm of X. You don't need Alpha Flight. Like there's just no appeal to any casual reader. But Dead that X Men that's a that's an eyebrow raising title. So good job on that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, we also got, and this is kind of. Let's segue into the sad part of this news segment <laughs> is that Karen Gillen said a couple of things in his newsletter. Um, first of all, and this was said by, I think it got made, it was made clear by the NYCC panel as well. But it now, now everyone uses the language of... Um, the end of the Krakoa era. We're closing out the Krakoa era. This is the end of mm. the Krakoa era. So Yeah. I've been hoping that Krakoa is gonna be like maybe depowered, like, but like still exist as a place for mutants. Um I don't know what's gonna happen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone is terrified um... of them going back to the mansion. <laughs> like if you do that, you gotta come up with like an interesting way to do that.
0: <laughs> You at the very least cannot get rid of Mars. (laughs) You (laughs) cannot
2: get rid of Arako.
0: Arako. So we still got that. (laughs) But that ties
2: into the other stuff from Gillen's newsletter. Because he said. Fall of the Rise of the House of the Powers of X. Is also going to be. The end of his. Tenure in the X Office And at Marvel. As well. So Gillen is. Leaving, he's wrapping up his story. I'm okay with that, because it has been, you know, it has been made aware. I was hoping he'd do at least some other Marvel stuff, but it seems like his he's uh, working on his new creator-owned currently, so, you know, I will read that. I'll read that up. Um, that's cool. Uh, he also cons- confirmed in his newsletter that he said uh, the resurrection of Magneto will also close out Al Ewing's X-Men saga.
3: Mm. <laughs>
2: so, X-Men Red is over. <laughs> it's not gonna...
1: I kinda thought that might be where we're headed, but...
0: I, I wonder if, like, because I think I've heard Al Ewing more specifically talk about, like, putting the toys back and cleaning up a bit... So I wonder, like, how much things are going to be gotten rid of versus, like, everything's just going to be still on the playing field for people to, for the next group of writers to come and pick and choose what they want to do. Like, we could still get a Krakoa, but it just doesn't seem like it is by any means the interest of uh, the next group of people, based on what the current group of people is saying, to to necessarily do that, maybe.
1: Yeah, I feel like we can get into it more when we talk about X-Men Red, but like it definitely feels like it's heading towards a place where there's a there, there could be a new status quo being set up. I've I've been saying this since the start and I'm probably wrong now, but I I do still sort of feel like the end of the Krakoan era could just mean you know, the end of Krakoa as the main focus and like we still have, you know, X-Men Green on Krakoa and then X-Men Blue and Gold back in back in San Francisco or the mansion or wherever they end up. And then, you know, someone else taking over X-Men Red, but I don't know.
2: I don't think there's going to be an X-Men Red. There might be some focus on Eureko. Echo might still be around, but uh, I don't think that the title is going to be... It's not gonna be continued. There might be a new number because there was a but there was a previous X-Men Red that had nothing to do with this. Like that was uh Tom Taylor
1: uh miniseries. I, there could be just a storm book or a Magneto book that like are are sort of incident incidentally set on Araco, but not the focus. I feel like that could be the way it goes.
2: And Elin did say something about how uh, you know, when he killed off Magneto, he had like he, he did it with the purpose of we're going to bring him back at the end of this and this is how it's going to be like the resurrection thing is apparently something he planned from uh, from the point on where Magneto died so I feel
1: like that was a there was kind of a thing I yeah, I thought might be true but like yeah it is good to have him confirm it as well
3: yeah
2: it makes sense because he has like three other ongoing things right now like he's still writing alternating issues of venom he uh, avengers inc just started and uh he wants immortal th- thor. immortal thor to keep going for yeah. like 50 more issues yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i could see like it's it's also a thing where he could you know go back to Guardians of the Galaxy or have some other uh, yeah. like space themed thing in you know a year from now uh, where he gets to play with the same toys again in the same way he did in X-Men Red with Guardians of the Galaxy or like Sword, you know, he, he's we we've talked about him doing this a bunch but like yeah, he's he'll he'll find a way to get like Kobach never held into whatever book he wants. Yeah, yes. and like <laughs>
3: he'll
1: he'll show up and help out Thor for a while or something. Like ah, oh, Kobach never held as the the beta ray bill of this of immortal <laughs> Thor. Let's go. I
3: think, I
2: think from the way like Immortal Hulk went, uh, he is gonna he's gonna bring like he's gonna bring like a huge family of characters together for. Uh, for Thor, where he gets like, anyway, we'll talk about Nova when we read this issue. Like he can bring yeah. back Nova <laughs> in that. But...
1: I, I want him. I want him to get America Chavez back in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one I want in Immortal Thor, but <laughs> I mean, Storm we'll is see. gonna be
2: in it. Like that was like already on the cover of one of the solicit. So
1: they've
0: been together a bunch of times.
1: <laughs> she she had a hammer for a while.
0: She had a hammer um, two or three times, I think.
2: It does feel like, I don't know, I saw someone say somewhere it makes sense that his, like, X-Men run isn't gonna be, like, going forever because E. Ewing, like, as much as he, you know, he was great at playing in this space, but in his heart, he seems to be an Avengers guy.
0: This is, like, a five-year-long Kind of like journey to Like the Krakoan era
2: Oh yeah I mean Ewing was like a bit shorter Like that was like three years maybe When, sto- when Sword started
0: Yeah um, I It's like less sad to me To put it in that perspective though Like it makes sense yeah. that we're moving on to another er- Era uh, And it's gonna be at least like Another year right Before no. we even hit that point
2: No Kieran Gillen oh, said no? he's gonna be out By the middle of next year
0: Oh jeez. So I think like year. six so months. Like nine months the... ish, maybe? Yeah. yeah. About um, nine months. Okay. I'm not sad. Don't I
2: guess the Hellfire Gala was like
1: in July, so it would Ah uh, do they do they end these with one final Hellfire oh, Gala? gala? <laughs> they might have now
0: like they, a final gala, that would yeah. Rule. Mm. That would be
1: awesome. That would be kind of cool, or
2: or or start the new era with that. I guess like that could uh, whoever takes over,
0: great great jumping off point for whatever's next. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hellfire Gala Four ends with the announcement of the dissolution of Krakoa.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And there's gonna be like I think the popular uh, word on the street is that Tom Brevoort is gonna. Bring it all back with like an Uncanny X Men number one,
1: Um and
2: then it's gonna. That seems like something because, Marvel um, would do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess they haven't done. They haven't done just Uncanny X Men in like it's been a six years in a while. Whatever, yeah. So.
2: Yeah, and that's gonna bring in, you know, casuals. I guess if they see that, you know, if the X Men get, uh. Integrated into the MCU, people walking into comic stores look like, hey, I'm Kenny X Men number one, it's starting, and they're in the mansion like I know
1: them. <laughs> I would be pissed if Al Ewing and Kieran Gillen were leaving and it wasn't the end of this entire era
3: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it,
1: it yeah, being like... that does make it a lot more like yeah, ah, whatever Like yeah, and it's good that we get
2: an ending and that Kieran Gillen and Al Ewing like do the ending cause they were the main guys after Hickman left
0: and then they crashed Mars into Earth and they <laughs> used the rubble to rebuild <laughs> Xavier's mansion <laughs>
1: Let's fucking
2: go. <laughs> I mean I heard one like theory or suggestion that I think is way too cool to be real. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen is that they're gonna put the mansion on Araco and it's gonna be for like young Iraqian mutants. Uh
1: oh, that would be that would be way too cool. Which would be fucking would great, be but it's not cool, gonna
0: yeah. <laughs> Like, especially with um the astronaut in red, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Craig Marshall. Craig Marshall, like having Raze adopt those two characters, like that story synergy would rule.
1: Uh yeah, and if if like if if every mutant isn't back alive again, then Araco is the only place that has mutant kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who do you
2: like if they if they bring back a mansion? Uh, what do you think should be? Because I I don't hope. want Charles to be in charge.
1: I I think it's Hope
0: after I think all this. Hope is too young. Like she's only nineteen. I'd like her to be able to do other shit than be a teacher. Like that was kind of the problem with the post. Uh...
1: I don't think teacher, but I think leader.
0: Leader. Oh, leader of the X
1: Men for sure. Yeah. And like leader of. The group, which like, even if you're calling it a school, you don't have to have a headmaster, mm. or or everyone calls her headmaster as a joke, and she's oh, like, "Oh, that'd be funny, good." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, oh, the soldier. No,
2: <laughs> 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 I mean, depending on what they're gonna do in the MCU, uh, it could be that they like make it a pride, like the main lead after this, because I don't think that if they do x-men in the mcu i don't think hope is gonna be like immediately there so it's gonna be like the classic characters
0: they could use sink as the uh headmaster because he's just old and looks like <laughs> professor x on that cover
2: you know what i you might be right
0: sink's <laughs> a
4: good one um, they've done magneto headmaster before so yes. that seems unlikely they've done wolverine more likely
0: They've done Wolverine Hudmaster before. Um, Kitty's been the Headmaster like... before too. She was the Ooh. Headmaster for a bit during the uh Whedon era. Who? Kitty.
2: Oh yeah. And then she was a big bullet or something.
0: And then she was a big bullet or something.
4: <laughs> my um my potential wild card, which I think would be very fun, is Apocalypse.
1: That's, again, just, it's too cool for them to do it. <laughs> there
4: was a tease
2: uh, from Marvel, like, half a year ago for something called New X-Men, and the font was mm. Age of Apocalypse font. So that has been a theory I heard, is that maybe it's going to be, like, a, an Apocalypse-led uh, team. I mean, if that's if that's what happens, if there's going to be, like, a basic... Uh, uncanny x-men title and parallelly a new x-men that is going to be something wild you know i'm cool i accept that that. yeah like if Brevort finds some and you know he knows like all the big name writers like he could he's gonna pull he's gonna pull in some heavyweights um it's just gonna be a question of whether it's exciting ones or it's whether it's brian bendis again i don't know (laughs) (laughs)
1: I yeah, think he I, just does TV now. <laughs> or I would something. Like
0: new perspectives in the X-Men office in the next range of people. And I would like maybe some new writers. Like, no, no shade to our writers we have right now. I just mean diversity-wise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Peach I mean, Walker is a good step in that direction. <laughs> yeah, i But
3: absolutely. do more of that. <laughs> hmm.
0: I would have Nightcrawler be the professor is my answer to that. So. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. He'd be a fun one.
0: And I thought of a really good pitch, but I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Marvel, contact Nick if you want to. Yeah, email,
0: email me at hatedxfeared at gmail.com <laughs>
4: Did we get any emails?
0: We have never gotten an email.
1: Alright. <laughs> I, I think it would kind of freak me out if we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should do like have
2: have. Have you never seen the movie Network?
1: Uh, is
0: that the one where uh, Johnny Depp becomes a no. computer? <laughs> That's
2: Transcendence. Then,
3: it's then about no. like
2: this this news anchor guy who is like supposed to be retired. Like he's about to retire, and then he uh he says, "I'm going to kill myself live on the news if this goes like next week or next." program and then suddenly the numbers are going up and then they keep like putting him in everything where it's like not killing himself but like threatening and then they make a big profit out of him like anyway I was just thinking we we should like we could like do some shit like like some network shit like if you don't write an email I'm going to kill myself on the next episode (laughs) get our numbers up
1: I I don't know if we need to go that far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll I'll not do that. <laughs> it's
0: there's like a lot of like Marvel YouTubers that like their channels are essentially pitch channels, like mm-hmm. fake pitch channels for future movies or whatever. And yeah. like obviously the execs at Marvel and the writers and whoever's in charge of that shit just doesn't watch any of it, right? But they pitch just, like, really basic stuff based on, like, 60, 80, 100 years of comics or whatever. And so it's easy for them to get some of those things right in that hour. And so, like, they'll all of them, all of them believe that Marvel is watching, Marvel is listening. Yeah. (laughs) And so I want to have that perspective for us and then just be like, we will kill Iceman. We have the power to kill (laughs) Iceman. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't email us a damn question
2: yeah I have I have I have one thing to say to Marvel if you're listening Uh, (laughs) Mr.
1: Mr.
0: Marvel
2: Mr. Marvel if you want to do another ad for the Loki season two watch (laughs) make him wear the watch (laughs) in the image he's not there's an image of Loki in here and he's not wearing a watch (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, draw him with the watch on.
2: Draw him with the watch on. I I, I heard the, I heard season two was really bad. Like the reviews are in and it's like pretty terrible. Um yeah. But yeah, you know, I've if he wears it. the watch in an episode, like let us know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marvel email us if he's wearing the watch. <laughs>
2: Oh there's another ad that uh that made me laugh a bit which is for for the comic What if Dark the Tomb of Dracula number 1. Oh um, hell yes. With the pitch <laughs> What if Blade was turned into a vampire by Dracula? <laughs> okay. I think it's very funny to do a dark version of Tomb of Dracula. Like this is a fucked up version of Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. <laughs>
0: I mean that's literally what all the Evil Dead reboots try to be (laughs) what if Evil Dead was fucked up
2: yeah what if it was not funny
0: right over their heads everything that's happening in those films
2: what if I mean that's what they did with the Ghostbusters remake too though like what if Ghostbusters was not funny
1: what if there was a little kid whose name was Podcast (laughs) <laughs> yeah. They call him that because he talks so much <laughs> uh,
4: Wolverine Enlists Captain America's help To recover mutant artifacts Stolen from Kokoa by Orcus They find the ship the stuff is supposed to be on But discover it has been stolen By the Legacy House um, Who are planning to auction it off To the highest bidders. Captain Wolverine infiltrate the auction Then sink the ship it's taking place on And recover all of the stolen goods Nick Fury agrees to store everything until the mutant recovers and can come and take it back. Great!
0: <laughs> Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Juan Jose Rip.
4: Juan Jose Rip, brilliant art, As colors always.
0: by Frank D. Armada.
2: Finally, we know what happens to <laughs> all that auction shit. That's what I've been asking all this time. <laughs>
1: What's we, we happening what to all the to... artifacts? Cyclops' spare visor. Like, it's
2: just. Finally, Captain America is in one of these X books. we, We already have Uncanny Avengers. He's the lead. We don't need to, like, cross over with Captain America for one issue. Like, I don't even know, like, at which point he takes a week off from the Unity team. Like, hey, I'm gonna hang out with your other friend, but, like, you can, like, right? Like, they don't cross over. Like, they, nobody knows where Wolverine is, the other mutants, I feel like. But Cap is just gonna hang out with him for a bit.
4: Wolverine specifically is like, no, I don't wanna, I don't want your, like, team of, I don't want your uncanny Avengers for this. I just want you for this mission. Um, and I don't wanna talk to those uncanny Avengers either. I don't want your team
2: asterisks. Check out Uncanny Avengers <laughs> to find out what that is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now on sale everywhere.
4: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some positives in here. Uh, as a single issue of a comic, it's not bad. It's um, it's a fine use of Captain America. The writing's good. Like the the writing works. The art works. Captain America is used fine. Wolverine is used fine. There's two sets of villains that they fight. It, it's fine. It's fine. The art is what keeps this compelling to me.
1: See, to me, uh, I I think one as a is like a very good artist, but it's just a style of art I don't like.
4: That yeah, that's fair.
1: To me, this is. Uh, d- d- this is a, a stupid way to say it, but this is like a, a Garth Ennis type uh-huh. artist. Yeah, where I feel like Garth Ennis always have the people who just like do stuff ugly.
4: Yeah, it leans it leans ugly.
1: Do stuff ugly, well, but I don't I don't particularly like to look at it.
4: Yeah, I'm with you and... on this one.
2: Like, clearly very talented. Uh, there's a great like one page spread where Wolverine like rips through the, like, comic panels downwards. That's great. Yeah, That's good shit. But I hate to see the faces on this. Like, everyone makes (sighs) makes the, like, grim-ass emoji face.
1: I've seen that, like, character ripping through a building, like, panels, uh, one-page thing, done a bunch of other places. And I have, like, it's very... uh, Jupiter's Legacy, not a great comic, uh, but Frank Quietly... Or, Quietly is on the art, and uh, it has like a two page spread that is just someone superhero going through an entire building, and it's like the sickest thing that's ever been drawn.
4: <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean,
2: Frank Quietly is amazing. Like, Frank Quietly yeah. does this art style the best, I think, of the like yeah. drawing faces kind of ugly, but like in a compelling, fucked up way. Like, I think Frank Quietly's Wolverine also looks weird but it's great like I love that look on Wolverine and on like Cyclops and it fits the like Grant Morrison tone of what they were doing in uh, in New X-Men in this case it's the story itself is not like interesting enough to complement this art style like I think I think Mr. Pip would and probably does great on like some creator owned stuff or some like stuff that has a vision you know (laughs) it's just I mean we're saying this every time but I will say this again why is this still ongoing it feels especially pointless since we know uh, starting in January he's gonna face off against Sabretooth in a big event series so everything before that feels like It feels like filler like and it is well i mean it it definitely is (laughs)
0: it's just this arc is last mutant standing is explicitly filler it's Mm -hmm. like wolverine does has nothing to do while everyone else is fighting (laughs) Orcus, so he goes and fights some other things tangentially involved with (laughs) orcas
2: he's freaking wolverine he's one of the biggest guys out there, not size wise, one of the shorter guys, <laughs> but he's one of the like they put yes. him on the covers of Miss Marvel to sell issues.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's like also the artists' artists tend to put him on covers more in part because then they can sell the, the pencil of the yeah. cover for more. Yeah. Um, but like I think this goes to like a lot of people's criticism of Wolverine, and it's an inconsistent thing for me. Like, I think he works alone sometimes. But a lot of people don't think Wolverine works on his own at all,
1: and I might be one of those people. I like
2: him as I think, and I mean, I haven't read. I haven't read a ton of Batman. I will say, like, I'm not a Batman expert, but like, I think like they're (laughs) both like characters who are like the the common perception of them is like the person on the street's perception is oh that's the loner hero, yeah, Um, and they will say that like in comic. But in reality, you know, Batman has so many friends.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's he's, he's got a whole family. He's a
2: huge family and friends. Like, and and with Wolverine, it's the same thing. That it's like, oh, I'm a loner, but he's always best when he's like making reluctant friendships. Like the fun thing about a loner character is that he's gonna
3: be
0: Batman has.
2: Yeah, like that's that's what makes children of the vault. Works so well is that it's Cable and Bishop are also this this archetype of the loner, and that's why it's fun to see them together while they're hate they hate each other and they're still like kicking ass.
1: Yeah, it's also it's like this solo series is every other issue is just Wolverine going like, oh, I'm so evil. Oh no, yeah. I can never be redeemed uh this this person i'm working with is so much better than me there's are such a better person and i just i'm sick of it i don't (laughs) like i don't care
2: and then there's also i thought this Krakoa thing i at the beginning i wanted to believe in it to be to to be the thing i wanted to throw myself into it but it's another failed utopia and That shit was, like, good at the start of, like, in Dawn of X to have the skeptic character. But at this point, X has already fallen. And this, he still talks as if he was still, like, in the Dawn of X. Like, as if he was the Mm -hmm. only one who noticed that Krakoa has a darker underside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I also feel like, I don't know, it's, like, the fourth time he's broken up, uh... An auction block of some sort not him explicitly <laughs> there was also yeah. like an unlimited story where that happened but it's just like that
2: made me especially like grumpy about this issue in particular is that it made me remember that the first time wolverine went to this auction in the dawn of x was great that was like a really good like couple of issues where he was like getting Maverick out of there and had like incredible art and it was you know exciting and you know we haven't seen this auction before and now it's like the third or fourth time he goes back there and it becomes like less and less interesting yeah Captain America is carrying his shield and one guy is like oh I didn't know Captain America was one of those mutants you never know
1: it's also it's like hey, at the start where he's like, Hey Cap, they're fascists. You killed you you killed fascists, right? <laughs> you should kill fascists. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Hmm, well I don't know, Sonny jim I, I d I'd I'll try. Or like it's just
4: he already it, does that in other... the other book. Exactly. It's yeah, why it's so... over <laughs> and uncanny. He's there being like it's saying exactly what Wolverine is saying
1: to him. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just and I I I always kind of enjoy when you get that like uh you know this this person's the hero's hero. We like uh-huh. I I believe in him and that stuff. And, like, "Oh yeah, we we fought together in World War II, like he's we we've no we've both and they both have that sort of, like, gap of, you know, they were active in World War Two, yep. and then there's a big blank and then they're... But, uh, like, there's an interesting parallel there but then it just turns into he's a good guy, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And you, you're not, Wolverine. Shut up. Fin- like... <laughs> My
4: final point on this, for me, is Nick Fury stores everything in that museum from Indiana Jones.
0: Oh yeah, Warehouse 13. The so it literally just looks like Warehouse a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, it does activate the note in my brain, like the team up of Wolverine and Captain America, where it just goes burr, and I, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like the issue. I'm just, I am also, I, I mean, I was complaining so much about um crossovers last week that I'm yeah. still like a little, yeah. Just, there are two captain america crossovers this week that's it's not about the individual comics as much as it's about the whole thing for me right now
1: <laughs> there's also uh uh in the big crowd shot uh there's a there's a lady who has like slug is like slug bottom elephant top that's cool i think that's funny to look at um <laughs> Did <laughs> the, the, uh, the that whole crowd shot just has a load of weirdos yeah. in it? That's that good. look really funny. Like <laughs> um That's that's cool. Um there's just a pig here for some reason. Just in the middle of this thing.
4: I'm I'm calling it on our Wolverine talk. I think we've we excavated, excavated everything we can say about Wolverine. There's gonna be two more, right? Before the
2: uh the wolverine saber to crossover thing because this was 38 i think 39 is gonna be uh there's there's two it's more gonna be the Christmas. black panther crossover and then there's yeah, probably black gonna Pan, there's be next
0: week. i think oh, probably who, spider-man who, who do we think it's gonna be Sp- oh yeah, i'm Spider-Man calling spider-man,
3: Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> he and he's had a spider-man crossover during the like second half Fire gala but why not again Spider Man's already gonna cross over with because Iceman. the end of the end of Iceman also teased the Spider Man crossover, so yeah. I, I think Spider- it's probably Man gonna already do crossover
1: with Nightcrawler. Yeah,
2: yeah, but the same way we're getting two different Captain America crossovers uh, this week. <laughs> I guess we're getting like all the Spider Man crossovers that week. I guess that's also because the, the Spider Man crossover event, like. It, crossover, not in this sense, but like there is a Spider-Man crossover event happening, like right now or so Gang War
4: Why name it that? Like surely
0: What is it? I have no clue (laughs)
2: It's I think Kingpin is back
1: So Tombstone Spider-Man villain was getting married to Robbie Robertson who is uh, Peter's friend Not the guitarist of
2: the band (laughs)
1: I don't know this. I don't know. Oh, he band. he
2: passed away. No, the band is called the Band. Robert uh, okay. oh, oh, Robertson was the guitar player. He passed away earlier this year, and he was actually he wrote the score for Killers of the Flower Moon. I noticed oh. that like, oh, in the cool. end credits only. But he's like, yeah, he was a close close friend with Scorsese. Like Scorsese directed a concert movie of the band famously in the seventies called The Last Waltz. That is like a very dead
1: movie, but it's pretty good. Kingpin attacked the wedding, so now all the other gang people are mad because yeah. the like they, it was you know a truce moment um so gang more
2: I like the j r. j. r cover for this, but uh yeah I, I don't think I will be reading I mean, maybe it will be good, who knows I heard mixed things about the Well Spiley series, so
3: yeah
4: i'm yeah um. I feel like usually they're at least, like, 1% more creative when they're naming the crossover event, you know? them like, Gang
1: War. Yeah, it's, it's just nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's the most generic name.
4: Um, alright, let's swing over to Astonishing Iceman 3 for our second Captain America crossover. For regime. a second... I need to... A second I'm... <laughs> different Captain America. Like...
2: Yeah, this is a Captain America of the freaking rails. I'm just afraid to pronounce like Wolfsbane's name, because I do not know.
1: It's Rain. Is it it's Rain? Say it? Guess I what? didn't
2: know that That's until I watched... not even
0: her. It's not even her, so we'll talk about that when it we get looks there. Like
2: someone
1: who looks like her, but I still can't say her name. I was wrong
0: name. in Nightcrawler <laughs> when I said it was Wolfsbane. It's
1: Feral. Didn't, didn't they say it was Wolfsbane?
0: No, I, thought... I said it was Wolfsbane. I will I put awesome. that in all of your heads. I was wrong. Oh yeah, I've I learned. Think... I've educated myself. <laughs> i sometimes sorry. happens. You've yeah. learned, it's you're feral, a character I only learned about this week. Um,
4: <laughs> she looks so much like Wolf Spain. It's unreal.
2: Yeah. So astonishing, Iceman by Steve Orlando, at by Vincenzo Caratu, colors by Java Tartaglia. Um. In this one Iceman responds to another emotional spike which sends him to California. He helps Aaron Fisher, the Captain America of the freaking rails, to save the Y-Man from Mr. Clean. Orkis seems to be getting closer to tracking down his base in the Antarctic. The issue ends with a new spike as Spider-Man is attacked by what looks like what we previously discussed.
4: Especially with the like techno-organic like phalanx virus stuff like almost indistinguishable between like Wolfsbane in werewolf form and Feral.
0: Feral. A character who has almost identical powers to Wolfsbane. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) And replaces Wolfsbane in the team that she's in.
3: Perfect. You can tell
0: you can tell based on the tale. (laughs) <laughs> See that is not a wolf tail. That is a cat tail. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it, honestly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so, so at the at the end of New Mutants, after the um after the second arc in Genosha, feral got like captured or not feral. Wolfsbane got captured <laughs> and she decides to stay behind in Genosha to try and help establish, like, the new version of their societies after they're no longer using mutants as slaves. And so she can't be in yep. okay. the new mutants anymore. And the new mutants aren't even going to exist anymore because Cable's here. He's their new dad. He's going to teach these kids. And he recruits Beryl, who's one of the Morlocks, and is virtually... Identical to Wolfsbane Except entirely different pe- personality And like deal But like powers wise They're identical yeah. basically It's just cat versus wolf
4: Yeah. Can she turn into three cats? Can Feral uh, turn Oh into three no cats? she can't
0: turn into three cats No, <laughs> I don't even think she has a full like cat form I think she's just
4: She just looks exactly like Wolfsbane y-
0: it's- yeah, yeah and is permanently like that Yeah, yeah. that makes
4: sense I'm not saying
2: hey, I'm not saying that Aaron Fisher the captain Mike of the freaking Rails isn't a fine character probably <laughs> but if you're picking up this the, this it, in the imaginary scenario where a casual fan who is for whatever reason picking up Astoni- the Astonishing Iceman series Turns the page and says a little note that he's this new character, and and, and they're like, Who is this? And there's this little end note that you can read this on Love Unlimited, on Marvel Unlimited. Like, I feel like at least, like, given issue that I can pick up in the same comic store where I picked this up, like, I I feel like the, the Marvel Unlimited series readers are such a small. Percentage, like I don't know.
4: I I agree. It's um. It's even worse than that like he. It's it's fine that he's because like he's introduced like defending everyone with with his kinetic powers and then he goes my kinetic field and it <laughs> asterisks the kinetic field and it doesn't say like. This isn't. This is Captain America, the Captain America of the Rails or whatever it says. He right. got that power in Love <laughs> Unlimited. Aaron Fisher, Captain America on Marvel Unlimited. So before you find out his name on the page, <laughs> you're diverted to find out where he got his kinetic field power from. And no, like it doesn't.
1: It reads so much like oh, you. You know this guy. You read. Uh... Captain America's network or whatever the fuck where he came from yeah like.
2: but you're really confused by why he has has this by why he has this power like I think like the imaginary reader who picks this up at the comic store isn't gonna be like whoa what's that kinetic field I'm gonna bring this back (laughs) cause I don't understand this like you just kind of assume, okay, that's one of his powers. Like if you don't yeah. like, if you don't know the character already, which you don't,
4: it's um yeah, it's a really strange choice uh, to not really introduce him, and then only have an asterisk for where he has his kinetic power from. Which it's yeah.
1: Which is well, it's because he's introduced in the next panel as the Captain America, the freaking rails. He certainly is. Now you know.
0: You don't need you don't need that that info. He's it's right there in the story.
2: That's yeah. the other thing. Like if you're a guy being attacked, running away, <laughs> you're not even like it's this very... guy is like not even like looking doing back, right?
0: With the other people running. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like, Whoa, that's Fish. Captain America of the freaking rails! Aaron Fisher, I know it's full of all the name. time
0: in comics, too. Like, people in the Marvel Universe are just so used to running from villains. Yeah.
2: So the reasonable reaction is, like, who the fuck is this? Some kind of Captain America of the freaking rails? <laughs> right? Because they are on the rails. Like, that could work. And then he's like, yes, I'm Aaron Fisher, the Captain America of the freaking rails. Even though he wears his mask, so isn't that supposed to be like hiding his identity? Why do they know his full like first and last name?
4: I, there's a lot I don't understand about Aaron Fisher, Captain America <laughs> of the Rails. Um, part of it is why that, do the
2: like, Rails need a captain? Need its own Captain America?
1: Because, like the the idea of their. There's there's a network of Captain Americas now as of like 2021 or something. Okay. And they like there are different people who represent different like underrepresented people in America, and it's the sort of like we want to be the the, the people who defend like homeless people or yeah. like people who travel around on the rails illegally is the idea of this. Okay. And there's also like the Captain America of students. Or I think it's, like, Campus Captain America. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's, like, a, a bunch of, like, regional ones, I think. And this
0: is an idea that Steve Rogers has. That's how this starts?
1: No. <laughs> they just, like, start doing it themselves...
3: That sounds... And then
1: Steve Rogers finds out about it and he's like, oh, you guys are cool. This is you, just you, cats. You, you are upholding. This is the musical cats. Steve Rogers
0: cats. goes on Instagram and says, I, I love my fans, keep being me.
2: This is what happens in cats. Like, there's all these cats and one of them is the magician cat and the other one is the the cat of the fat people and then the symbol shanks the railway cat. And they all, all of these Captain Americas sing a song about which... Underrepresented people, <laughs> they represent <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: Now that I've heard the idea from 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 Kiwi about where like the series that Aaron Fisher Captain America the freaking Rails comes from. Um that sounds like something that like really works in a Captain America series about Captain America mm-hmm. and I have no idea why you'd take
1: mm-hmm
4: one single one of those completely out of that context
1: because he's gay and oh, okay. this is the Iceman comic got it I, also like it's part a win of for the is, lgbt
4: like, people uh,
1: they're like obviously like the homelessness disproportionately yeah. happens to the queer people and like stuff like that and uh i wish that was textual here
0: you know what I wish is I wish Aaron... What is his last name?
1: Aaron Fisher. Fisher.
4: Captain Aaron, Aaron Fisher. Fisher the the Captain America of
0: the freaking rails. I wish he could be something else besides Captain America. I wish he could maybe be his own fucking superhero. Captain uh, Captain, Captain
4: Railway or something. Captain Railway would
0: be great. Captain Railway would be fucking cool.
1: He could just have, like, shield in the shape of, like, railway tracks. Yeah, just like uh, a Minecraft like <laughs> railway track it's, square. He has
0: he has a piece of a track that's and he just beats the shit out of people <laughs> with it. Uh, There's I,
2: already like two main two like main Captain Americas already concurrently existing in the Marvel universe, right? That are no. just Captain America.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's like the editorial, like someone somewhere in Marvel, right? Some group of high of mind upper echelon Marvel people. <laughs> I think they've decided that their answer to needing more diversity in their books and having difficulty selling characters that are new, um, is legacy characters in like such an aggressive way that they just now and DC is doing the same thing. Yeah. it's it's both both yeah. of them are doing this, and I think I don't think it's a great answer personally to like diversity issues yeah. in in comics just to have every be like oh there's an iron man for everybody now there's a captain yeah. america for
2: everybody yeah I mean this is the worst it's, way to do it like
0: it's 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 just not not great because like, you can do I, get, a, oh, I get my knockoff. thank yeah. you
2: you can't do legacy really well like I think DC is sometimes uh, DC has like a strength each of each individual character for doing, sure doing doing good legacy stuff where like this other character now becomes the main book under that mm. title, right? Like, currently, like, Wally West is the Flash.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, like, five Flashes yeah. and, like, four <laughs> yeah. Green Lanterns
2: or something. Yeah, but that's, like, cool. that's very different from, hey, check out the Love Unlimited comic to find out why he has this power shield, um, and if if you do that, you will find out that he's gay, probably, but not on
0: not on the tag, not in the book we're printing and selling in stores. Yeah. to To summarize,
4: I don't think Aaron Fisher, Captain America of the Rails, is a bad <laughs> character, but he's introduced here with no context whatsoever. Doesn't get to do or talk about any of the things that like his identity affords,
1: or... I, uh, there, There is, like, a, a bit of a link because I think the Y-men are, like, live in a trailer park or something. So they're, like, nomadic to some degree. So I think that's the link being made. Again, that's not said in the comments. Okay, yeah. So it's useless yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean
0: isn't steve orlando's like a a war guy right like he's he's a so So that makes sense i'm not like mad at him for not explaining everything in the book it's more just like i feel like the the bits of diversity we get point to to the larger problem of diversity yeah. here. Like yeah. I good on Steve Orlando for plucking this character from obscurity and putting him in this book. Mm-hmm. But like the the way it was executed could've could been cooler. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's the could've astonishing Iceman book. Like, and that's part of the problem, I guess, is that the uh the most prominent gay X Men character who has currently a solo title is Iceman, like the one who does ice. Like yeah. it's not it's not nice It's, except ice or doesn't it's work not
1: this time.:
2: Cyclops, like it's not, you know it's <laughs> And it's it, like the Iceman ish how do I say it? The Iceman solo series being the stepping stone for a love Unlimited. On the Marvel Unlimited app, solo character, LGBTQ character, but it's not said in the comic. Like that's just so many
0: run yeah, down so many jumps, to, yeah.
2: Like how unimportant it seems to be for Marvel. Like again, not Steve it's... Orlando's fault. It's like he's, he probably does like he's dealing the cards. he's, he's playing the cards. He's yeah. being dealt by by Disney and by Marvel. <laughs> but it's it's it doesn't make for good comics.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like this series just feels so superfluous. Yeah, like, it doesn't uh... it, this is the third issue of like five, I think. Yeah.
1: And yeah, this is getting five.
2: I still don't have like a compelling case why I should care for Iceman as a character. Like why I should care for him other than Well he he could die. Like that's enough. That's not enough of like caring for a character that that like they they are they, hunting him and that they he's about to dematerialize because he's barely being held together by the power of love. Mm-hmm. On Antarctica.
4: Um. Now that you've I've I've just scrolled through because, uh, uh, but Ice turns up and fights Mister Clean, the cleaner, whatever he's called. It's Mister Clean. Mr. Clean.
0: I think he was the cleaner before today. Yeah. Since Iceman <laughs> fried his hair off with ice, <laughs> he's forever Mr. Clean. <laughs> but he likes it. He's... he's into it. He's
4: japing. Yeah, there's some, there's some sort of, there's some quite fun banter, some classic comic books banter between Iceman and Mr. Clean, and that's most of the issue yeah um
0: yeah i like this issue i thought it was like the best one of the three we've gotten so far from from the iceman us, series man, I thought, well i i think mr clean and, and iceman have the chance to kind of have like a very interesting like back and forth as as villain and like hero if if we're able to get like more of that in the next issue if we don't which I think we are. I think we're yeah. not just yeah, jumping to something, something I think that's else, a really good but, point. Um, I, I, I think this this comic, unfortunately, has to do something a lot of mutants have to do with their powers, which is, like, you've learned some shit, and now you got to work backwards. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Iceman is one of the oldest characters in Marvel, but he's also one of the most boring characters historically. And he's only in the last, like, maybe, I don't know five or six years, been given this, like, new identity and this new character, and, like, th- he doesn't have a particularly, like, unique personality yeah. skill. Like, there's there's just not much to Iceman to go, like, yeah, that's Iceman.
2: He's the guy who does ice.
0: He's yeah. the guy who does ice, he's the guy with quips, but, like, that's that's Peter Parker first and foremost yeah. always, even in an X-Men series, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're not going to think like. L- Logan gets to say, I'm the best I am at what I do. Ice- Iceman can only say that about Ice yeah. right now. Yeah. And I think
2: it's because. <laughs> um, well, it's because John Byrne is Canadian. So he wanted to do a lot of Wolverine. He was pushing for Wolverine <laughs> to be like a main character. But it's like also like Claremont liked.
0: Claremont uh, Scott never and Jean Grey. Iceman, like at all. Yeah. He likes
2: <laughs> Scott and Gene, right? Like those are clearly his Jean is clearly his favorite character of the original team. And then he brings, you know, he makes her like a big deal with the Phoenix saga. Uh, he brings back Angel a bunch. He brings back Beast. He brings back Beast a, back Beast times a well. Bunch, who is on the Avengers currently. He does not bring back Iceman, and why would he? Because he's the guy who does ice. <laughs> like it's a very Stan Lee like uh cranking out like a shit ton of superheroes in the 60s. Uh, you know, there's the guy who does fire on the Fantastic Four. and the guy, Then there's the guy who does ice on the X-Men. Like
0: The interesting version of this series that should have happened is that somehow Iceman is dating Johnny Storm. And that's not what I'm reading. So
2: That would be really good. <laughs> Happy something. I mean, tying him to Parker. a... Just tying him to, like, an actually prominent character, other than, like... Because Romeo of the Inhumans is also not gonna be a character that people can, like, relate to or recognize to.
0: Well, and he's a character he wasn't dating or talking to in the last, like, three books that Iceman has been a main character in. (laughs) So I've been (laughs) following... Like, we've been following this character's publication order for the last, like, three years, and we haven't heard or seen anything about Romeo... Like yeah. where where the what the fuck happened to Christian? <laughs> not that I liked him dating Christian. I thought Christian seemed like a dick. I wanted him to get oh get yeah, a better I did not like him. But but <laughs> where the fuck where the fuck did he go? <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I it also feels like they can't like Marvel can't decide if they want to bury the Inhumans or if they want to like.
1: In Human Watch, uh L- Luna Maximov was in Scarlet Witch this week. uh Quicksilver is in Human Daughter. So, okay, so that's that's one more. See
2: Orlando likes seeing humans. That's good for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I have a solution for Bobby because it is like <sighs> the problem is that he's been going on for so long, and there was like so much like publication time where he was not interesting. Like he's like I said, Johnny Storm, earlier, right? He also has like a very simple, boring power. He's clearly the least interesting of the Fantastic Four.
0: But well, his he... personality is—he's is charming and everybody yes. likes him. But and he that's is on the, the same Fantastic deal with Four, I- Iceman. Like he is yeah.
2: on the Fantastic Four, and he bounces off these like other great characters enough that you care for him. Like if if Claremont had, uh, you know, kept him on the team, which I get why he didn't, I think it was better for X-Men that he didn't keep Bobby on the team because the idea was to diversify the team. You don't want to put just the blonde white guy.
0: He left to become an accountant? <laughs> yeah.
2: That should have been the yeah. end. <laughs>
4: and he can still be gay.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> there are gay accountants. We all know Yes.
4: This. Uh, I think the thing is, like, I, Iceman is a bit of a gimmick character. But Dude Who Makes Ice is a really strong, simple gimmick. So, it's a, it's a good one to keep coming back to, like, very little explanation yeah. you need to do. It's just like, oh yeah, and here's our guy who makes ice. Done. So he works really well being sort of like a background or additional character, but that means he's just had like he's an accountant. He he like he's he he does he's, he's stuck he's as gay. ice. He's, he's stuck scared as of it. ice. He um he he terraformed Mars. He like sort of like just one note things that don't add up yeah. to a, like the most coherent character in the world. Obviously again yeah. This is the problem with comics in general because you get, like, these layers and layers and layers of stories, but it's especially noticeable in, as you said, like, the, these characters who are very much defined by the one thing they can do.
2: You don't need to have a comic for every character. Like, Marvel is not going to understand this because they think it probably works for them to have, like, so many books, right? Buy all the X-Books buy Alpha Flight buy Realm of X <laughs> buy Astonishing Iceman like I, I get that but you truly don't like it's especially with mutants where there's always gonna be it's very easy to introduce a new one
4: because yeah, the power like
2: just happens
4: thousands there's so many Cerebro is never gonna run out of episodes because of this <laughs>
2: yeah and yeah i I, just like i mean i said this i i I hinted at this earlier like if you go into a comic shop and your mom gave you ten dollars you're not gonna buy this one like it is not gonna be the one that like a little kid walking into a not a little kid but a kid that is legally allowed to buy things on his own (laughs)
3: Yeah. Uh, Walking $10. into a comic
2: shop with $10, he's I'm gonna pick issue, up-
4: I'm issue one of Gods by Jonathan Hickman, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going home, I'm buying one comic and <laughs> leaving.
0: They're buying Alligator Loki. They're the
4: children are all like, buying
0: Alligator Loki. They
4: pro-
1: probably have a had time if, with it.
4: If I had just... It looks cute. $10 in my pocket I probably would go get <laughs> Jeff the Shark um, Yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Jeff the Shark I'm and getting Batman. Alligator Loki yeah. Uh, yeah I'm getting Batman <laughs> I'm going the fuck home <laughs> <laughs> Or I'm
4: picking up Volume 1 of Saga or something you know for $10 Yeah that's
2: what, that's what they did in the 80s right like there's one X-Men book great gonna buy that one Oh, Wolverine is in this okay and then Wolverine gets like a four issue mini. But it's Wolverine. Like, Wolverine doesn't get 50 issues. And it's and not like really Banshee doesn't get his is, own. Like, yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, like, we do then get like 50 issues of, of Wolverine in the 90s.
1: Eventually, yes. Everything
4: we could ever want to know about Wolverine. Of course.
1: And several things we don't want to do. <laughs>
0: so many things we
2: and don't we'll want see. To do. We'll see Angel have sex in the sky. Like, <laughs> yes, of course. We we will like eventually. I guess this is just how like corporate like media works. Is eventually you're gonna get everything. Same thing that happened to Star Wars, right? Like for a while there were three movies, and there were six movies, and you could hate on three of them, and still you know there were. Still, Star Wars was no, precious.
0: Rebo Solo series, yeah, and <laughs> Glop shittos turning up everywhere.
2: There's a series that was made as a replacement Boba Fett series, like the the, the idea of Boba Fett it, just a different guy in a mask. And then there's also an actual Boba Fett series, because why not?
4: <laughs> um final my final comment on uh ice Iceman issue three uh <laughs> is I can now see Ferrell's cat tail confirmed this is feral not not wolfsbane i now see that art detail yeah I, see, I, I was it's a, a cat fool tale. i was a fool not to
1: notice this earlier you're all
0: looking at me like i was crazy <laughs> to say that it might she, be a cat she and
1: was not a on, wolf. it's it's she <laughs> was on a table in nightcrawler we couldn't see the tail i didn't
0: even go back I'm... to look at that one i just i know now yeah
4: now fully visible cat tail um expect our apology video next <laughs> week <laughs> i did not think this was wolfsbane i did
2: not think at all like seeing yeah. this day, i was like okay i've i've read this one it was easy enough like it was a quick read it's no it's no realm of x where i like struggle to get through the pages like you know it is it is a quick and easy to read comic right like it just
0: the fight between Bobby and Mister Clean is is very cool. It's got too. some cool action. Yeah, it's got the action. Honestly, I I wish we like had just longer fights in this because the fights have been very good. It's just like I, I I I don't know. I'm just like not as invested in the relationship stuff, and it's kind of all over the place.
3: I can see a, a version
2: bit. of like the X Men books where. Iceman gets chosen to be the character to have a long or like a longer like arc on himself or like a longer solo book on himself that goes on for maybe 12 issues like like the cable mini the the kid cable mini at the beginning of Dawn of X which was pretty good it was a good series like I could see something like that to be done for Bobby but to have, I, I like, 20 books every week, right, and all of them are gonna be really short, and you're gonna have to, like, you know, cause then you could, like, enjoy, like, for a longer series, you could be like, oh yeah, this is, Iceman has cool fights, it's a good series, and we, we get character development and everything, but having, like...
0: Yeah, the mini, especially right now, I don't think Iceman's the right character to have yeah. in, like... The End Times getting the mini. Like, especially, like, a a rom-com kind of deal, like, he is getting. Um, And I I know, like, we need, um, like, levity and comic relief, but it would kind of make more sense to be doing, like, a a (laughs) kitty mini right now, because she's got, like, stuff going on, and Iceman really hasn't played, like, a direct uh role in like most of the political machinations that have been going on in Krakoa, mostly because he's just been on the marauders or the x-men the whole time um but like all the other characters have like other responsibilities and stuff he's literally just been a team player and i guess like now you could maybe look at that as like now he has no team but that is not coming up at all in the book either so it's not really like a continuation of like what's been going on with this character I, th- I think this is like a, a great. I, I think this is a good book. I think it's like an interesting story for Iceman. I think it's the wrong time. Absolutely. In the, in the like X verse for it to be happening. I
2: don't think we need a lighthearted X book currently. Because <laughs> this Fall of X period is just going to be five months already. Like, let there be a five month period where the mutants are at their lowest. And the books get a bit more grim. And then they can get a bit more fun again. Like, I don't think we need every flavor of every ice cream every time throughout, like, the entire <laughs> yeah. year. Like, have ice cream in the summer, and then eat something else in the winter.
4: <laughs> I'm done.
0: <laughs>
4: That's, I enjoyed it, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah uh great art this week great lettering especially the when he compresses that explosion oh yes
1: absolutely. oh yeah that looks cool yeah. yeah
0: yeah but no it's just the wrong time for this book that's gonna that's my thesis on Iceman. it's not even like here on for right kids
2: now. it's not even the book for kids like it, it, to go back to the metaphor of the little kid getting ten dollars from their mommy and picking out the fun Iceman book because there's a there's a uh, premature ejaculation joke that goes on for, like, four pages.
4: They they do that in, like, Shrek, though. So, like, they do that in... Like, kids' films have been doing this forever. That's... (laughs) That's for the for the adults that you're forcing to mm-hmm. um, hear. My this falls <laughs> apart because you can't. <laughs> did adults read comic books to their kids? <laughs> is that something that, that happens be. in the real world? And they're not going
0: to hey, enjoy that. Right like, in. <laughs> this
2: is the opposite of this. Is a, I, I love that you made the Shrek example because like if you sit in the cinema and it's like oh there's jokes for daddy and there's jokes for the kids that's fine but if you're the one reading. The like, oh, I lasted longer than the last time joke, <laughs> and you're gonna have to do like a fun Bobby Drake voice, and maybe and your your uh your kid is like, but why does Romeo say that
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i I think because because Bobby's gay he's it's gonna be rated t plus no matter what, like that like i'm i'm not even joking right now it's just yeah. like how the shitty rating system works um so they might as well be putting those jokes in there you know i think this is this is just for someone who wants like lighthearted yeah. media and like that's not what we're looking for during the drama period
2: i mean there's there's miss marvel like if you really want like
0: that's the kid book for yeah. sure right now yeah or, like, I mean, it does skew, like, a little young adult, though. Like, I don't think there is, like, a kid X-Book out there right now, but...
1: Yeah.
4: The Invincible Iron Man 11.
0: <laughs>
3: that's, that's true. That was for kids. That's what I was, for, Yeah.
0: For six-year-olds.
2: <laughs> hey, Daddy, why does he make that face? <laughs>
4: uh, I just... I, um... Emma and Tony continue their fake marriage by going on their honeymoon to Hawaii because it's conveniently close to the Pacific or Island. Tony sneaks onto the island to find the Mysterium Emma has stashed and fights a genius ape. He uses the tech he stole from Stain Industries, create a Mysterium cane for testing, and then calls on Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man to find out about the properties of Mysterium.
0: He sure does hit Peter in the back of the leg with a <laughs> stick. On him.
4: That was funny. <laughs>
1: pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that was pretty
2: it's... funny.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Nothing happens, <laughs> but it's funny.
2: We need to show every Marvel <laughs> character the new McGuffin. <laughs>
0: It's such a. Everyone, metal, look at guys, my stick! Look at my new metal!
3: Guys, look at I, my stick! I,
1: I had like a premonition of 20 years from now when Iron Man's Mysterium came, Kane shows up again, and it's like, oh shit, the Mysterium Kane. Kane!
2: Yeah, there's gonna be like their generation's Jerry, not Jerry, L. Ewing. Their generation's L. Ewing who picks like obscure <laughs> bits of continuity and makes it all matter and makes it all like have like. Heavy. Yeah. You know, the, the cane is going to be like a metaphor for.
1: It's, it's kind of like. Do you remember Watchmen, Aiden Pierce's iconic hat? <laughs> it's like Iron Man's iconic cane <laughs> that he had for three issues. I don't think
2: Iron Man is ever going to have a must read comics book again. Like he had demon in the bottle, and that resolved the most like mature and interesting thing. <laughs> About Iron Man. Like now he's a guy who does. Now he's a tech bro. S- somebody could do he's it. What if a tech
4: bro was a good guy? That's that's broadly that's
2: impossible to imagine. <laughs>
4: That's why we escape into the realm of fantasy yeah. and, and we let Jerry Duggan <laughs> craft wonderful new worlds for us, um, where we're a tech bro can be a good guy and get a cool cane out of a new metal.
2: This one has a guest artist, Andrea De Vito, who does great job, but it's also like half of what they do on this issue is draw so many
4: sex faces for Tony. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, this this is why I was um s- trying to. I, I, I very inelegantly segued, but like this.
3: is yes, why I, was gonna I, segue into I it. I picked of all up the on that.
2: Jokes. I picked up on that. But I know there's going to be listeners who, you know, maybe if you listen to this, like in half a year, like if you once we yeah. hit big, and you're binging,
4: and you click our on this episode, and it's like. I I need to find out the deal with Tony Stark's Mysterium Kane, but I don't yes. want to go back and read that comic.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: once they like bring that back, like in in yeah. fifty years, and you're gonna <laughs> wade through the RSS feeds from like the destroyed Earth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe RSS can it's, can survive this. Like, yeah, RSS the vibe of it. this comic
2: is that. Tony and Emma keep being, like, mugging into the camera, uh, Marvin Gaye Let's Get It On starts playing, and then, uh, it's not actually about sex.
0: It's but, like, just a, a reality show about two hot people being presented as a comic book.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little bit sitcom, you know, it's, uh, like, I just don't little... know who
2: they're pretending to have sex for. <laughs> that's the first part and then the other part is that you know they're two adults who enjoy having sex and they're both hot so I am finding it hard to believe that they actually never do it and always just do a heist instead
0: see I think I think it really they're not fucking because I think the Emma, the Emma stance would not stand for her fucking Tony Stark I genuinely
2: I mean she can still do it like when the artist is not drawing it like yeah
0: yeah, that's true. Just, I, I mean, I'm sure that like that's is, happening, but no. I don't know. I want not fuck Tony Stark. This man yeah. is, this man is n- not sexy in any way, no matter how much the media tries to tell me otherwise.
1: The mainstream media. The mainstream media, the media.
0: Every fucking night when I turn on J. Jonah Jameson, he's he's going off about how goddamn hot Tony Stark is. Um, yeah,
4: I should have hit on something which I, th- th- I couldn't really articulate it, but I think you've put it really well. These are two characters who are written as being promiscuous, as sleeping around regularly, but in their like fake wedding marriage issues. They are sitcom, looking at the camera, being like, "Wow, wouldn't be funny if we had sex?" But instead, constantly we're gonna like, "Do a heist."
2: <laughs> Tony is surfing and posing topless, right? Like all his rip, like his all his abs are out. Which why does he need to be strong when he's a tech superhero? I don't know. I guess it's like Formula One drivers still need like big <laughs> muscles and everything because of the machinery. I think if, that's that, that for was
1: the, for the G force. Did he? Yeah, he's he's G-force. gonna just yeah. take takes a corner too quick and his neck just snaps. <laughs> and
0: Emma has like forty bottom. Maybe he bought the six pack. Maybe it's surgically impacted. Yeah. It's made, and Emma um, is full pussy,
2: bro, uh, p- pussy bone out. Like, I, I just think it's like an Olympic Village situation where it's like they're too too hot and promiscuous to just like be like sleeping in the same bed and just do sleeping.
4: They sneak onto the island. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. Only Tony sneaks onto the island in his stealth suit. Um,
0: yes, and Emma watches.
4: Yeah, Emma watches. Yeah,
0: there's some jokes about her bra that come straight out of the 90s. <laughs> yeah, there's like... it's, it's, this is,
4: um, this is our lighthearted... uh uh, thing here it's it must be so if you're in it if you're like an invincible iron man reader, and you're like damn this seems pretty fun what what tony and emma have going on and then you pick up like not x-men 27 because that one is actually pretty fun but like x-men 26 or something Or even just look at the cover of X-Men 27, it's like, I wonder what Jerry Duggan's doing with the characters over in, like, the X-Men book, and it's like, here's Cyclops with his eyes stitched shut.
2: (laughs) Hope you enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, that issue turns out to just be about the Fantastic Four in the end, so.
4: I like that they brought back the gorilla with a PhD. Uh, They were a fun part of Orkis, and I'm glad we get to see him again.
1: I I think it's really cowardly to have the gorilla commit suicide <laughs> I agree. instead of just be killed by Tony. They give they give
4: him a Disney villain death. Um, they they don't let Tony Stark execute him in cold blood. It's just like oh, a piece of roof falls on him and he's like, oh, reach out your hand and I'll save you. And he's like, no, and uh, yeah, he dies. It's, yeah.
1: I'm not, like, a Batman-should-be-killing-people sort of guy, but I'm becoming a, like, Marvel hero-should-be-killing-people kind should of guy. They should be
2: killing monkeys, especially.
0: I'm explicitly the opposite of a Batman-should-be-killing-people kind of guy. Batman actually should never kill anyone. Marvel characters should regularly kill people.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's like a DC Marvel. No, but I, th- I, think, I think I make a good point. Like, I think the, the characters who are written to be grimdark are more interesting when the point is that they're not killing. And at the same time, the ones that are fluffy and fun, it's good to have an edge to it.
0: Well, I also think, like, the X-Men are social justice warriors, so when they kill, it's very different than when Batman, who is a cop, kills people.
4: (laughs) Yeah, again, like, this is is a, like, PhD-qualified guerrilla fascist. Like, Tony Stark can blast him, it's fine. Like, you, you've you done, like, two big steps of, like, pushing it away from, like, is it right for killing
1: people? Like, it's a gorilla, what? and it's... T- taking a-, a harsh stance against people with PhDs. <laughs> 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 against gorillas with PhDs. If you
4: have a
0: PhD, you're on notice.
4: <laughs> I don't know, actually, how much war guilt or war crime guilt Tony Stark has in his current runs or whatever. Um, That might play into it. But at the very least, Emma Frost should be whispering in his ear like, yeah, Tony, kill that fucking PhD gorilla, yeah. get his ass. I don't know if I like or not, because it feels so in the, like, sitcom jokey mode, like the the, the, the cuckoo's, like, picture book for Emma that they have that Tony <laughs> finds.
0: Yeah, the like it's big emotional much. beat of the of the issue is that he saves a family photo yes. book for Emma. It doesn't say he for Emma; it says it. for Mum. Mum for Mum.
2: Are they British? Like, are the cuckoos British? Why is it written with a U?
1: Uh, Emma's Emma's British, or like, she's she's posh. Yeah. So that's that's British. Um, maybe the best version of the cuckoos that though Boston is they just showed gone. up.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just there. Like it, the best origin story for the cuckoos as characters is always going to be they just showed up. Yeah, because like the actual origin story I think they ended up settling on is that they are,
1: they're Weapon Fifteen. <laughs> but yeah. yeah,
0: they're 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 Weapon Fifteen, and they are a clone of Emma mixed with. Captain America, yeah. a
1: little bit. Well, the the Captain Maybe. America thing's never been, yeah, yeah never it's been not confirmed, set,
0: but heavily it's implied. Just like hinted at.
2: Whenever you come up with an origin story of a character, and it's there, either a clone or the child of a different character, just the least interesting. Like the least, like why? What's the? I guess if it's like. You know, if they're, like, introduced as a mystery and you paid that off as it was secretly their child, that's fine, but, like, way after publication order, too. Like, that's a, that's just a stupid con. I also feel kind of the same way about... Because we had Nick Fury in, like, the previous book, and I also that, like, the current Nick Fury is the 60s Nick Fury's secret son who is also named nick fury
4: yeah nick fury junior is 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 old 60s nick fury still like chained on the moon that was the status quo the last time
1: i I checked i don't think so i remember seeing someone talk about this like a a month ago and i don't remember what the conclusion was i don't think he's the watcher anymore but i don't remember what I think he might be in like Mega Hell or something. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, like like the negative zone or some yeah. some you know one of those extra dimensional places yeah. that's quite bad.
4: <laughs> He's with uh, Castiel. He's with Castiel <laughs> and Subal. He felt happiness for an, a gay relationship on TV and got sent there immediately.
2: Okay, so. <laughs> Gorilla, we, t- we do a page turn So there's like an image of We see the gorilla in the mirror Approaching, and we see a page turn And the gorilla does like an action pose And says, the first thing The gorilla says to Tony Stark here is The gorilla is shouting Feilong tuned our satellites To find a new element and then an anomalous <laughs> Reading on the satellite spectrometer brought me here I didn't expect to find you <laughs> Like, just <laughs> bursting in and immediately giving exposition. Like, shouting yeah. exposition. Like, a long, complicated exposition at him. And, like, I wasn't That's wondering.
1: That's just
0: how it goes. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't it would have made more sense to literally just make them people that were looting shit for the um, auction that Wolverine was having. Yeah.
4: Or... Oh for um, freaking the shore, etc. We get a
0: little... It, honestly, like, we don't even really need an explanation as to why Orcus agents are there. Right? Like, they're <laughs> just taking advantage of the island. Uh, yeah.
4: My, my second to final note is the, the little... Uh, I only had boots on the ground for a few minutes on the island, I was left with a strangest sensation that I was not alone, which and it's like, he's right, someone's protecting the island, see Immortal X-Men for details, it's like yeah, that's fine, that little asterisk is fine but like, in Immortal X-Men, Xavier's like, mind-blasting everyone who steps on the island with the full force of like, his grief and everything, and like, in this it's like, damn, hmm, maybe there's someone else here, <laughs>
1: <laughs> xavier was like well gorillas are fine, yeah, gorillas are fine and
4: on. iron man's probably fine it's
0: <laughs> made no xavier can't read the minds of the people in emma's castle because it's made of the same diamond shit that her skin is when he can't read her mind that's a 10, out of 10 i just made that up but that's my band-aid yeah
1: i'd, I'd take it huge huge win
4: um if we get another sex joke about like his iron man's 50 shades of gray dungeon in 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 the in the hellfire club uh this makes sense for the hellfire club because like the hellfire club is and always has been like bdsm heavy Uh, yeah it looked like that in the 80s it looked like that in in the 80s in a way where i'm like
2: Oh, Claremont knew what he was doing, but I was Claremont really... knew
4: what he was doing 100%. I'm, Claremont...
2: I'm really wondering it. if that, like, just completely flew above Jim Shooter's head, because he was so against gay stuff.
4: It has to have. It simply has to have been that Chris Claremont knew, like, he was deep in the scene in some kind of way, and Jim Shooter just wasn't aware that scene even existed.
0: Yeah, I think Jim Shooter learned what gay people were while working in the Marvel office and immediately <laughs> hated. Yeah.
4: <that. laughs>
0: I also think it's like the BDSM same thing happens on for thin ice. All marginalized groups of people with Jim Shooter, but he just had no clue what BDSM was. <laughs> that like he didn't even get that deep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you have read Secret Wars too, right? Or were just like skimming through.
0: Uh, secret? Do you mean Secret Wars also, or do you mean Secret Wars? No, two? the second Is one. <laughs> I guess yeah, I okay, guess who's read yeah, both re- of them. I read three issues of Secret Wars: two, the first one in the middle with Boom Boom, and like the second to last mm. one where he's fucking with the New Mutants. How was it? Yeah. So it was it was not great, honestly. <laughs> I kind of like the New Mutant stuff because the art was sick. Like uh The Beyonder is killing them over and over again. I don't remember why, but it looks sick. It looks cool when it
1: happens. <laughs> I I think the joke of Peter being like, "Oh, you're finally calling me up for science stuff." Nobody remembers that I'm a science no, guy. Right? And then he just gets hit in the shins. Is like, ah. Oh,
0: I mean, I
2: guy. think yeah. I mean, Duggan is good at jockey stuff. Like,
4: most he can of the he time. can write he can write some good jokes.
0: It's just like the coolest metal ever being introduced and dug dug into is like not a super interesting concept to begin with, and then they're double downing on it by being like, and Iron Man gets it. I feel like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget. I mean, it, this 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 did make me like. I I have a growing headache from all these comics things where it's like. Tony is so involved with all this Emma and X stuff, but somehow he is also on the Avengers at the same time currently while his suits are being depowered. And, you know, the same time with the same thing with the Wolverine Captain America thing. Like, just having such trouble figuring out, like, at which point he takes time for the other thing
0: it makes everything feel a little more superficial and a little less serious, which is, like, a bummer when you're trying to actually sit and take, like, the story behind all of these things a little more seriously. You kind of just have to start writing off, like, every other issue of Benjamin Percy's Wolverine for a bit, and then a five-issue arc at once, and then and then it's like, oh, okay, we're back to the good shit, we're back to the shit that matters, and it, it, I wish we could just be like, okay, Benjamin no wolverine for a little bit we'll come back don't worry you'll finish is, your novel
2: captain marvel is also getting her like her solo is now like starting like or like going back to one with elisa wong writing which i am excited for but once again i'm like because she's also leading the avengers currently like she's the main character of the avengers book and then she's also the main character of her own book like i'm just having it's just superhero comics it's just what it is I, I also have a problem with the central conceit of, of the Iron Man book that is becoming more and more of an issue and it's... When and why is Tony writing this in his autobiography? Like, why
0: is... So I think he's dictating it to his helmet, which is recording it for him, I think is yeah. Like, I think he's the, like writing it as he they goes. They established like eight or nine issues ago, but they like kind of blow past it. Yeah, it just and then Emma read the whole thing in his head and said it was bad. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: I remember that. I mean it. It makes. Uh, it's, I guess it's cheap out to be like oh it's bad because it's bad because Tony's bad at writing it. <laughs> it's just like it, why is. Why is this the story where he's like, "No, this is gonna be in my autobiography"? Like, I don't know, but it's—I guess it's more a journal than autobiography, and it's probably not gonna publish it. So it's like, maybe he's just doing some CBT technique, uh, and not the one that Mi is is doing to him.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there we go. And we can, you know what? Next issue, if that, well, I don't know, I a, that's that joke can turn up in in one of these issues. I think Duggan can can get away with that. You yeah. know? like it's we'll 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 get like a we'll get a shot of the Hellfire Club, and it'll be like <laughs> Tony going like Ah, Emma, I don't <laughs> want to do CBT today." And then we cut to the inside, and Emma's like. Tony, you For need to term. go to Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yes,
2: yeah, s- stumping him in the nuts with it.
0: Oh, actually, you know what? That's my other... This is my new reason why they can't be fucking. No. <laughs> Marvel Comics will never let her peg.
4: Mm,
0: yeah, this is true and that's all i'm gonna say about that that's the other
2: thing they're doing when the behind the panels this is like yeah this is like a reality show where like on the bachelor it's like they're canonically not supposed to fuck until the like until the final three but you know they're gonna do it off camera
0: yeah i think she lets cyclops tell her what to do but i don't think she would ever do that to tony stark (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway let's talk about a different book have you guys heard of children of the vault like yes
2: i can't get over the idea that you think it's like you think it's normal you think it's normal to fuck uh cyclops but tony is like going one
0: step (laughs) like no i'm saying she's
3: she's fucking tony Now the Children of the Vault 3 by Dennis Camp, art by Luca Maresca,
2: with colors by Carlos Lopez. In this one, Bishop and Cable begin their attack on the City of Tomorrow, joined by Orcas, who have been made aware of the message, and are now convinced to turn all resources to a frontal attack on the Children. During the attack Muerte 13, a particularly dangerous member of the Children of the Vault is revived and faces off against Bishop. Uh, and Serafina uses her powers to get a glimpse of the Dominion before finding Cable threatening the center of the city. Outside of the city, Orcs and the Children are engaged in an information war about whether the message
4: is dangerous or benign. This issue slaps. Yep.
0: Yeah, this was a really fucking good issue. <laughs>
4: children of the Vault, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I think it's the best of the miniseries from, from the fall.
1: Easily. <laughs> I a, a third wide margin. Before i
0: a, a a third dark and a second uncanny Spider-Man before I confirm. But yeah, you're probably right. I don't
2: think Dark can touch it. I don't think Spider like I think Jean Grey is the one where I'm like that's close.
4: Jean, Jean Grey's close, <sighs> and Uncanny Spider-Man could could get there if it really does a lot in the in the next few because we have only had one issue.
2: Yeah, Jean Grey is the second Uncanny Spider-Man could be third if it keeps being good and then i don't know uncanny avengers dark x-men um is there any other good one
3: i can't just the ones that continued red and and
0: immortal oh yeah i mean those are at the top anyway yeah
2: out of the minis like those are the i think everything else like mini
4: or is that ongoing Oh Miss Marvel. Um, She's a mini,
2: but Miss Marvel is like barely an X book. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Like I, I think the first issue was like, okay, this is about mutants, but I think like from the second issue on it's like Which is fine. Like I'm 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 cool with uh, with her stuff doesn't don't not super tying into the X stuff because still want to make it appealing to young people and Miss Marvel fans. <laughs>
0: Miss Marvel is getting her bachelor's in being an Avenger, and she just started a a minor in being a mutant. Uh.
4: Yeah. We opening page is opening page is we get the big gun pointed at the city, and then then we get into some some great uh, uh, Dennis Camp sci-fi narration, um, which is uh, similar to what was in the first issue of this where it was uh, counting the seconds before the Krakoa's like seal around the vault broke uh, this has like the seconds before the singularity bullet hits the city uh and it rules it,
1: it's it's great it's so cool <laughs> i i love just uh cable being like oh yeah I got this gun from my dad <laughs> or like my dad made this for me <laughs> anytime he's talking about Cyclops yeah. it's funny to me because he's twice his age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scale of time that it's working on is just so cool yeah. to be like oh yeah it's like a millisecond and here's what happened and here's like ev- everyone is already reacting at like super speed um it's, it's so good.
4: Really good sci-fi comic stuff. We get some lovely like sci-fi bullshit with um, the like next page, where it's like, Prisa superheats time around the second and third singularities until the black holes begin to evaporate. Millions of years go by in an instant, fast-forwarding them to the end of their life cycle. And then she declares, I've got them down to below plank length neutralized it's, like, it, it's, it's, it's sci-fi bullshit but like it's, it's, it's good well written sci-fi bullshit and it like th- this really is like setting the stage for all of it it's not leaning on the sci-fi bullshit to work as a story It's it's using it as the fun parts of the action scenes
2: and then right after that Cable unlocks his jaw like Josh Gad in Artemis Fowl. <laughs> that's that's, that's, not, that's not,
0: cable. not Cable. That's not Cable. That's one of the children of that's the um, <laughs> Olvido. But
4: yes, he is unhinging his jaw like yes. Josh Gad in, in the Artemis Fowl movie. Yeah,
0: yeah he's, he's like doing he's his stables. jaw like Josh Gad in the Artemis Fowl movie for sure.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it does
2: say it's Olvido. I don't know why I...
0: I thought the next scene where um, Cable has just put doubt in one of the Orca's agents heads to like turn their enemies against each other um, and that's all it took that's cool that's very like effective like yeah um, character writing to me that's like very compelling um, and it makes Cable seem cool like fucking cool <laughs> yeah
2: what is your mutant power a suicidal streak and it's like actually a mutant power surprise
4: <laughs> it's not even like putting paranoia in like the main Orcus people like he's not like insetting it into a mega Sentinel or whatever it's just a guy <laughs>
1: it's just like so mid-level, mid-level
4: scientist typing away on his spreadsheets for Orcus and uh, it's just like A little bit of paranoia and Orcus goes all out. It's great.
1: This, like, reaction makes Orcus seem cooler than, like, anything else they've ever done. (laughs) Where it's like, oh, they become aware, they have all these protocols... It's like SCP stuff, where they, like, have the protocols (laughs) ready to go. Yeah. They just turn off everything and all the decisions are based on these psychic-proof brains they have in jars. It's like, yeah... And they're just, like, firing a laser from the sun that would, like, destroy the Earth if it it didn't get stopped by the children. But, like, they know the children have the technology. Mm -hmm. Orcas are wasting a shitload of resources by doing this. That they will no longer have to oppress mutants. It's like, even if they lose, they win. Like it's so
2: good yeah i mean the same way that like y- y- you're saying this makes orcas look cooler than like or more interesting than like any of the other like i i think it also makes the uh the sentinels and the iron man sentinels make like you know actually this is this is like actually like treated like kaiju robots in this yes. one like yeah remember how in alpha Flight the point was that what if a sentinel was like human <laughs> size
0: they surround ar- the sentinels in that one surround like a pancake house that's not intimidating <laughs>
2: just regular robots and in this one like a one of the children of tomorrow grows to the size of a sentinel and tears it apart
4: like that's so much cooler uh Capitan being like seraphina you you fucking <laughs> you goddamn liberal, you you piece of shit this is what was this is what happens when you try and reason with humans and do things that, your way. Um I believe the previous issue mentions that Capitan is based on a conquistador captain, and you like sort of really see his um big conquistador vibes coming through uh in this. <laughs> uh, and then being like, Seraphina, you've you've lost the argument. You know they 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 they're fighting us. We've got to fight back by obliterating them. Uh, and then we get some some. Vi- this is some uh, good action. This is very action movie dialogue to me from 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 Bishop and Cable. Like this this is.
0: This is the good gun. No, this is the good gun. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Which fake sci-fi gun is cooler? Oh, I already have three of those.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a data page later where, like, uh, it's written from uh, Bishop's POV and his, like, cable had a... showed me his huge gun collection. I was a kid in a candy store.
4: Almost all of this issue is a big fight scene, but through the dialogue and focus, it really like varies, like what you're actually reading about, Um, which is really good because sometimes when issues a big fight scene, it's just like one guy going like, I'm going to punch you and the other guy being like, well, not if I punch you first, haha, witty quip or something. Whereas this fits like so much more into it. While still being an issue long fight scene.
1: The the like little bits of Bishop and Cable just like dropping stuff about their their futures and how they've like fucked up the future for, for each, each other, other yeah. by their like time war. And like it's very like Doctor Who like randomly being like, oh 27th century can't go there anymore and it's just you don't need to expand on it you don't need to show it it's just really cool i I (laughs) love
2: the bit about like cable starting a cult about
1: hating bishop (laughs) (laughs) they're convinced that if they kill him they'll go to heaven and save the world (laughs) it's just three three centuries he can't he can't go into that's so the good.
4: Kiwi, the Doctor Who comparison's really good. I've been re-watching like uh uh Christopher Eccleston's series, um and like
3: the best, yeah, the good yeah. One. The best Doctor.
4: Yeah. And like the again, the best like Doctor Who one off comments are like this, like the the weapons factories of Villain and it's like they were destroyed. It's like, oh yeah, I've been there once and they were destroyed. Yeah, like I said, once. It's very in that vein, and it's like it does not like these are clearly like th- things that don't matter. You never have to pick up on this thing because the idea of them is just really good to have. And just having these one-off lines about like the three centuries bishop can't visit because cable started a cult to kill him—great stuff. And then they're like, "Yeah, you know what? I am an asshole just like you. I still can't figure it. Like all in 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 Dennis camps." Children of the Vault, every swear word that's bleeped out is four or five letters, and I'm <laughs> certain that the word that's being bleeped out cannot be four or five letters. Um,
0: oh, every time, yeah, he, he listened to our podcast, <laughs> and now he's doing it to fuck with us. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, um.
0: There's it's one like, that was yeah. like, had to be fuck, but it was five letters. Yeah. <laughs> I was just
1: like, "What did he say fucko? <laughs> yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe they yeah, have... that's what all they say in the yeah, future. Yeah,
2: exactly. You
3: know? Oh, like, oh. With
2: these guys, there's plausible deniability that they know swears we can't even conceptualize. Oh, yeah,
0: their swears are way more advanced yeah. than ours. It's mm.
2: that they're literally saying those characters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're Ascani curses.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, I like Seraphina switching to Oversight. Uh, I can now see through time, space, and into hearts. Um, and this, this is the, one of the lines I was thinking of for, for Capitan, uh, which is great. I see Capitan Cortez. Cortez-class genocide pirate smile for the first time in eight incarnations and him just being like, yes, more, send your superheroes, send your aliens, send your gods and monsters, send everything, send them all. He is conquer encoded in every life. He lives for this. That's great. That's great stuff. I love, I love it. It's, it's, this book rules. This is, this Children of the Vault. It's good
2: yeah i got i gotta read 20th century man like after
1: this i i did read the first issue of that uh, a few weeks ago it's cool um but then i didn't yeah. keep reading it because <laughs> too many movies i large. mean it's all it's all um, in one
2: trade so maybe i'll chill yeah, out for it it's
1: the the issues are like 50 to 30 pages each which was i was just like oh, i'll read issue two as well and then it was like yeah. 50 pages <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's it's one i am um, i should go to sleep instead yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, you could you could have this, read one issue of Gods in the
4: same time. Uh, I love this sci-fi stuff. I'm a sucker for this kind of sci-fi stuff, and I think this is like genuinely like well-written, interesting, and plays with a lot of the concepts in a fun way. Um, it's very genre. It's very I again I rereading this to talk about it. Like just skimming through it, I get caught up in the dialogue, and I start reading it again. It's good stuff. And then she looks at the Dominion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. But also, she she sees the, like, information war that's going on around the world. Yeah. Which is really cool. And also, again, no matter what, it weakens Orcus because yeah. they are they are working against an incredibly popular, well-regarded thing. And oh, and the way they represent the them.
0: art of the, like, uh, information war that's going on is so sick. Um, like, all the logos that are t- children of the vault or become the future.
2: There's there's a, there's a TV, that's TV, children's TV propaganda of there being a cartoon Nimrod talking to the cartoon son. It's fucking great. Like, remember in, like, the second episode of this podcast, like, referred to the big panel where it was just angry tweets and it was like or this is information war like this is so much more interesting and fun to represent it like this
4: yeah
0: yeah it's like rip off ramon shirt rip off uh what is that Def leopard or uh
2: uh, yeah 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 or a that's, that's no, 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 shirt. Metallica shirt or something
0: like that yeah Metallica yeah. that's what it is yeah yeah. and I don't know what the the children one in the first one is but it's just like it's good I would wear a children hat <laughs> it would
3: be so funny.
2: <laughs> funny to just say children yeah <clears throat> yeah the TV show bit is also like a bit Robocop like that feels like you know Verhoeven sci-fi feels like a huge influence on Dennis camp like that that type of like sick action stuff but also like being very imaginative with it
0: this argument this elderly couple is having um on the the mid page here is like very relevant to like real world conversations about how misinformation gets spread yeah because people like want to um go on to say like don't talk about these things that's how it gets spread but it's like how do you stop things Without being able to talk about them yeah. You know
4: it's, it's good stuff
0: I would never yell at my elderly Wife <laughs> <for the record>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah um, if, any,
2: if any elderly uh, Wives are listening To this show <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all, all the yelling we did Or at least the ones I did Wasn't directed at you It was directed at Disney and Marvel <laughs>
1: I think it's really uh, the two data pages that are, like, Cable's uh, Letter to Hope and Bishop's War Journal are so good at differentiating them as well. Like, Cable's verbose, like, very, uh, like, sort of repetitive, He's, he's he's talking to himself as much as he's talking to Hope, he's, like, trying to give himself belief that hope is alive as much as he believes it and then like bishops like clipped like he's just putting down the essentials what he needs to he's like talking about how he feels uh, and like the anticipation he has for this thing they're going to do it's just really really works and again it's like these two characters who are similar but they're being differentiated really well
2: I think Bishop's uh, Bishop's great. shorthand is just so funny. Like uh, before fight, feel most myself plus alive, and like me equals kid and candy store. Like it's just so funny, but like a very believable like way to that be, you know, the way he keeps his journal.
4: Yeah, I think that's something that really works for these. <clears throat> but for Dennis Camp's data pages, is that rather. Than- because one of the weaknesses of the data pages is sometimes they can just feel like uh, text exposition on a page because you couldn't put it on a page with oh. um, That's the weakest of the data pages, where it's just like, here is some dialogue that we would put in the comic, but we're putting it on a page instead. This is really good because we get like, distinct voices and like you said with like Bishop's shorthand like the way he uses text, the way things are laid out and typed out especially in comparison to Cable and things like that is it's really good Um I also really like the line uh, spent all day hating children, making violent plans, relieved <laughs> to be self again um, and then one hour to city uh, we have uh, sort of Bishop's self-justification for why he is so extreme, which is that if you knew billions would die, how far would you go to save them? How could you ever go far enough? Uh, which...
1: It's also very Doctor Who. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I read Bishop's first appearance yesterday. Oh, that's where I'm at in my X-Men OG run-through right now. Super funny, He he follows like some time-traveling villain back through that villain's uh, time portals that he makes with his mutant powers, and then that villain just reveals, um, actually, you just can't go back! They'll kill you if you try to go the other way! <laughs> and so, so Bishop go- comes to, to, like, fight this, like, kind of, like, not very threatening dude, and then he's just stuck there. And then the issue ends with, like, and next issue you'll get answers about Bishop. <laughs> and I was like, but, like... <laughs> He didn't. Ch- he he thought he was going home. <laughs> he it's, it's he's not here to change anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like Messiah War redefines him a bit because uh-huh. it, like puts him into this this war against Cable for across the future. Yeah, like where before he was just like time cop <laughs> who who was stuck.
0: the computer we see in the orcas station and um the kind of like computer Krakoa tree that uh the children of the vault have I think that's supposed to kind of be the same thing just like years and years and years apart because they say like um that Orcus is like an ancient version of the children essentially at one point in that same area so I just, I don't know. I think it's cool. At the very least, it's like an interesting visual rhyme between the two images.
1: Yeah. I do, I wonder if where Seraphine is going is, uh, hey, mutants, we need to team up because the Dominion's the real problem. We we don't care about you anymore. <laughs> and then Bishop and Cable saying, Ah no, we don't need your help and just blasting her or something. <laughs> like,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> or it's it's funny how they're just like, Oh yeah, we're losing. Let's just let's just crack out the, the genocide man. Marte not they thirteen? They're just like
3: Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: he was he was too dangerous to have around, but like first sign of trouble, get get him out here. We're we need you. <laughs>
0: And his name is literally just like Death thirteen, so
2: Oh, that's a JoJo.
1: <laughs> it is? Well I think it's also it's just also a tarot card. what number yeah. that is. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Is is Death the, that's the, the baby. baby? Yeah, in that's Jojo? the Jojo. Yeah. It's the bad It's the one, one. that says Laliho. <laughs> and then Polnareth like feeds in his own <laughs> shit or something. It's not (sighs) Stardust Crusaders. I think it's good, but it's quite bad. (laughs) Yeah, like I think I think Baby Stand is like
2: it's a shit. Like it's it's not a good stand, but it's one of the more fun or memorable episodes. Like at least it's not fucking Alessi or the Sun. There's a Jojo Stand called the Sun that is just.
3: The sun. the sun
2: and they defeat it somehow by it being a, di- a reflection but they don't realize that there's a mirror or something like it's it's yeah it sounds like
3: Jojo
1: they do some Jojo bullshit yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh this reminds me actually I would the my, my alternate vision for the Iceman series to go back to it is Iceman being like a mega ice and everything like he can freeze anything, but, like, each issue, he comes against up against some ice-resistant person, and he has to do some JoJo bullshit to use ice to defeat them, and, like, that's just the issue. Like, it's just him being there, like, I can't freeze this man, and then you get, like, five pages of him explaining how, actually, I can I can freeze the inside of his, like, I don't know, eyes or something in order to temporarily blind him and then throw him into the sun.
0: That yeah Iceman should've used the like follicle holes from freezing <laughs> Mr. Clean's head to go freeze his brain directly. I
2: superhero comics could learn a lot from JoJo. I think like just in the way that like especially like part four onwards every stand fight becomes like a puzzle, basically. Mm-hmm. Like how to use that power against that power specifically
1: like what finding the uh... or or how to invent a new power that you didn't have before (laughs) just just for this fight
0: Mm -hmm. and never use it again which is kind of like a thing they did a lot in the 60s just like not not drawing attention to it in like a fun way like there's a, so- a certain amount of pointing at yourself that you can do that they, they don't always get away with, go, don't always go for. A
2: bunch of the Jojo fights are incomprehensible to read um, yes. because they only make <laughs> sense in Araki's head because that is a strange man. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's still like way more interesting than an issue of punching.
4: Kiwi, you really recommended this on, on here before, but if you like the idea of that, um, but you want less images and millions more words of text. Check out Web Serial Worm, um, which is <laughs> which is that, but for the power of controlling bugs. Ah, oh, I'd love a worm style thing for Ice Man. <laughs>
1: It's, it's great to just force a bunch of spiders down someone's throat to shut them up because they have a voice-based power. Yeah. Or, like, uh, tie up webs all over the place and then have someone freeze them with their time-stop power so they become completely un unbreakable and cut someone in half.
2: That's such a thing that, like, impresses me on this mini- yeah, Every issue is that This feels like it has a niche or like a space in the X universe and in the Marvel universe that feels uniquely its own and it is relevant. It is a problem that is like huge. Like it is an important problem. Uh, It makes sense why these characters are there and it like... It has a deserved like place in the universe that I think like... So many of these other minis don't have. Realm of X just feels like... A, oh, like the explanation was that... She wished like curse, curse them into a different place. Or whatever, like it just... A lot of it feels like an afterthought or like an appendix. And in this one it's like... No, this makes sense why this is happening. This makes sense why these characters are relating to it in that way. And you also like buy why like the other heroes don't jump in right yeah it, it never feels like why isn't captain america showing up
0: yeah it's weird i think in going back we're still in this like space where we're comparing so like in astonishing ice man like he it feels like there's a lot of explanation for why it's episodic yeah. and that like i think goes back to me thinking it's not the right time for it mm. Because, like, they really are just, like, explaining why Iceman is saving people for, like, two pages of the issue yeah. each time. He can just be saving people, or you can cut this entire problem out by giving a fuller conflict to him that lasts longer. And his conflict right now is just he can't, like, leave Romeo's side for for longer, and that Orcus wants to kill him. And it's like, well, Orcus wants to kill everybody. That doesn't make <laughs> Iceman special. The interpersonal issue between him and Romeo—I don't think the relationship is being written necessarily as consistent as it should be in that comic because they both go back and forth. Yeah, on who wants to be more committed? Yeah, you yeah, You know, yeah. and that like maybe it's like they want to be committed in different ways. But you could you could spell that out for me a little better. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a psychic. <laughs> when it comes like this is the this is the one thing I'm like this one isn't simple. That part isn't simple enough. Other parts are way too simple. Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> X-Men Red 16, written by Al Ewing, art by Ilder A. Sinar, uh, colours by Frederico Blee. Uh, Storm's faction on Araco are nearly completely defeated and in retreat after the attack on Port, Port Prometheus by the original Horsemen of Apocalypse. Storm fights War and Famine and is about to duel Death when Pestilence interferes. Nova dies saving Storm from the sneak attack and Death kills Pestilence for interfering in the duel taking uh, the side of Storm's faction. Sizia of the Smoke retrieves the U- Uranus trigger, which is a device which can summon him to fight on their behalf for one hour and gives it to Storm. Apocalypse arrives at the Autumn Lands and declares that he and Storm will remake the world.
0: Plus a sensational Sunspot and Shark Girl team up <laughs> uh, where they take on the Serpent Society. Uh, and make some local myths.
1: Yeah, it's it's very funny that it's in this issue because it's, like, <laughs> yeah. the the biggest issue of X-Men <laughs> Red in, like, 10, and now it's... And then there's just, like, this silly little side story that's, like, fine. Yeah. But it's just, like, a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I bought the variant cover
2: hard. that has, like, Storm yeah and sunspot there in the background uh, but the normal cover had like a big and featuring a story
4: about <laughs> shark girl and sunspot which is it's it's kind of wild cuz like usually that spot goes to like and featuring like I don't know the wolverine team up or like on the front of like every x-force book it's like and featuring whatever's on the last page of the issue uh, for some godforsaken reason um, it's like, oh, and featuring, I don't know, Colossus freeing himself from mind control is on the cover, and then you read the issue, and it's like, and then Colossus freed himself from mind control. It's like, why is <laughs> this on the front? Um, that's a separate complaint, but like, X Men Red doesn't have those things on its cover, and most don't. And usually, when they do, it's like, for crossover purposes. But this is like, this is Sunspot and Shark Girl, they're not like huge characters. Unless Sunspot's got like a big bump from
0: Marvel Sunspot's Snap. Sunspot's a pretty big character. I Sunspot is he's, big he's in Marvel Snap. On but... The Avengers. Oh, yeah. I mean, true. the Sunspot like, part, like, m- but more than once. Sunspot like, already
2: is in the book. To me, it was my yeah. thought when I saw <laughs> uh, the cover that said uh, featuring sensational Sunspot and Shark Girl team up was like, is Shark Girl in the MCU? Like, is that. Shark Girl <laughs> just. Did, did Shark Girl just get like a. Disney Plus series? Like, what's yeah. going on? That people want is to sell Sean this on Is like season
4: 2?
1: <laughs> is it, like, is is there, like, a Brazilian holiday or something? Oh, is it, like, Brazilian Independence Day or something? Because it is, like, two Brazilian characters. I think it's a Brazilian creative Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I think that's why they put the two together, yeah. at the very least, because... And, which is yeah.
1: cool, yeah, but it's and just, like... I I don't know what the event is that led to um,
0: it.
1: September
4: um, is Independence Day of Brazil, from what I'm seeing.
3: <clears throat>
4: I so we like like
0: September, and yeah,
4: yeah,
2: the I don't know, maybe uh, just proclamation the, of the Brazilian Republic is November fifteenth.
4: So that's too maybe early for that. The difference. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've been reading the unlimited stuff, the X Men Unlimited mm. on the app, yeah. and a lot of it feels like this uh, story. Mm. And so it was cool to see this, like actually a print. Like there's like two or three Shark Girl stories in that, yeah, yeah. Um, as well. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, Jamie Madrick's the Multiple Man, though, which is <laughs> dope. But they should have
2: instead <laughs> given a backup story about. Aaron Fisher the Captain America of the freaking Rails, because that's like <laughs> that's like kind of irrelevant information great, yeah. to learn about that
3: character.
4: It's um it's it's strange when Marvel has like the backup comics because like to me like that's they they put them all on Marvel Unlimited. Like that's that's where they live to me. Like uh, it's like a little
2: Oh yeah, and my yeah. And my thought was that that's a DC thing, because, like, in DC, yeah. the big books, like, um,
3: Batman, Batman, Superman, ones, Wonder yeah. Woman,
2: yeah, like, the, the, the mainline books, action comics, detective comics always have, like, one big story and one uh, backup story that might also be, like, continuity relevant.
0: Don't they put the same, like, DC backup story in multiple books, too, at the same time to, like, advertise stuff that's coming up?
4: Sometimes.
0: Or something like that, sometimes? I feel like I've run into that yeah. a couple of times, but I haven't been reading enough DC lately to even know if that's consistent.
2: In the Chip Starsky, Batman, there was, like a series of penguin backup oh, stories yeah. and then those got like oh, that's great. reprinted as penguin number zero because then penguin number one started where like yeah Tom it was on a, sort penguin. of like a
4: backdoor pilot for for the penguin yeah. series where which penguin i heard is really good i
2: haven't i haven't checked it out yet
4: i read zero and zero was like but zero, like, with the collection of the backup stories, was good to me. And then I read issue one, and like, this is again just a thing of like superhero comics. Sometimes, especially when it's focused on a villain that was initially a gimmick villain, it's like a bunch of CIA agents standing around being like, "He's the he's he's the freaking penguin, dude. There's he's a freaking a joke. penguin, yeah." And then the and, and then penguin. all the higher up CIA agents being like, "I'm shitting myself because the penguin is here." He, he I might, would do that he, too. He he might look like a joke character, but he, <laughs> he like he could kill everyone in this room with, with his with his with his with his umbrella and, and I'd kill myself rather than face him in battle again. <laughs> and I was just, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get through
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's Tom King, King writing. Sure like that's good, that's how that's how that's Tom King writes. Me. Like that can that can really hit, like I think in the Wonder <laughs> Woman issue where everyone is like doing the political like tension intrigue thing like that can be good where I can also see how oh, that's annoying in the, in the Chip Starsky thing like in the Batman story that led up to that that ended with like yeah I think it was like he died in the, or like killed himself or something in the main Batman story. And then in the backup, it's like Catwoman finds out that actually he faked his death and got plastic surgery. So he doesn't look like a penguin anymore. He doesn't have the penguin nose anymore. He looks like a normal guy now. <laughs> and he's like, a bo- uh, Like he was like working at the flower shop or something. I've se- I mean, I've seen, the, I've seen Danny DeVito uh, <laughs> play the penguin, and that, that was a nasty. He was nasty in that role. Like, I do not want to be near that 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 version of the penguin.
0: He's probably showering off, off camera. Yeah. He's probably not that the, you know he's probably pretty clean. On the other hand, the
2: Burgess Meredith one in the in the sixties Batman is fantastic. Like that's uh That's like so clearly the best actor of all the villains there. Like an actual an actual like formerly A-list actor who is now just, like, hemming hemming it up as a Penguin. Great stuff.
4: Um, In summary, I think my point there is, like, it feels like DC really knows what they're doing with all their backup issues (laughs) and has, like, a plan for them, like, either connects it to the main story or uses it to, like, highlight a different creative team or something, Uh, whereas Marvel still very much feels like they're figuring out,
3: what they want to do at all with a with backup issue, because the link here is Sunspot. But that's it. Yeah. Um, anyway.
1: But, but what about the actual, the actual
4: issue? <laughs> the actual issue is good.
1: It's great. I would love Doctor Corbeau and his silly little <laughs> captain hat coming in with Craig it's, Marshall. And yeah. They're just like shipping mercenaries in, Craig <laughs> yeah. of NASA. Like, yeah, uh,
4: and we get the, um, the the earlier we mentioned Alley Wing picking up characters from previous runs of stuff that yeah, he's it's done. His
0: friends, and uh, <laughs> he brings his friends in,
4: <laughs> uh, and in he brings the Prince of Power and the rabbit that I forget the name of.
1: Uh, I also forget.
0: <laughs> it,
1: I literally. It doesn't even uh, say it here?
4: Yeah, I, I only know the Prince of Power because he regularly announces himself in the third person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the rabbit is not on the character it's, uh, page. something so.
0: O'Hare.
1: But is that. That's not Bookie O'Hare, is it? Is that something else?
0: Buck. Uh, I'm Googling it. Give me what's Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's, it's, well there's I think it's it is something O'Hare I don't think he's Bucky O'Hare that's like a bad oh it's Black Jack O'Hare Bucky O'Hare is a, a animated series from like the 90s that's okay. not great um, <laughs> and then Black Jack O'Hare is this character <laughs> but I think Bucky O'Hare is also a, a spacefaring cyborg rabbit so <laughs> yeah. But there's already a different Bucky
2: Ooh. in the MC in the Marvel universe. Not that that would stop anyone.
0: Yeah, Blackjack O'Hare is great in um in Ewing's uh, Guardians though, because he just like is jealous of Rocket Raccoon's success. Yeah. That's very <laughs> it's, funny. It's a good bit.
4: Um we we then get we get weaponless zen in my favorite piece of characterization for weaponless zen. Um, bar none like it's just it's this and the previous issue of X-Men Red where she was a child and like thinks her dad's a coward for not killing himself um, like it's, it's just it, it it does a lot with a little hair um, just having like hey you got anything to paint with and then just giving something to a child to help them through an experience that we know that weaponless zen has had um that's great it's good i mean i love this i love this formally as
2: well that we have like we open on this like nine page grid like sequence where it's always like these 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 panels of like the same characters in like you know it's very minimal progression all in the spaceship and then you turn the page and it's like inferno everything is burning
1: yeah. And it's like
2: Inferno not as the Marvel event inferno just as like yeah. the yeah. general usage of the phrase. I keep forgetting that Yeah, not after the like events. sixty years of Marvel there's a word for like gang war is now a Marvel event. We can't say Inferno's. gang war anymore uh, without saying oh it's not the Yeah, not the Marvel. It's not event. the hit Spider Man <laughs> event. We already had the problem with dark web yeah. recently. <laughs>
0: I had that problem so much reading Claremont stuff because he loves to use the word gambit <laughs> just in general, like in dialogue. Yeah, and Gambit is one of the last characters he introduces that's like famous from his runs. It's like, I'm looking over my shoulder every time, seeing if it's Remy.
1: <laughs> I I really like that. Uh, it's like Weaponless n metaphorically giving someone a weapon in their own fight that is not like not the she she doesn't want she doesn't think of this as a weapon she doesn't think of this as a power that can be used to fight and here she is like giving a child a tool with which to like feel better and help themselves. I and am, it, and it's yeah. great.
0: it does speak to the larger theme that we're seeing in immortal and uh mainline x-men too uh, about like how you just have to hold on to hope like at least a little bit and that's what she's like giving to this kid here you know not the character and hope and in this case not the character <laughs> hope um the literal hope um and, and it is something we see uh with richard rider's arc in this book too like I forget his name is like Richard Ryder Bishop in the yeah the character um, Dick
2: Ryder and not the concept of the, of writing a dick in this case
0: Yeah, um, and Bishop in the last book like with his like what keeps him going you, or in Children of the Vault not the last X-Men Red book um, and and like Sunspot here like now that he's he's lost Sam and he's like I have to I have to save everyone or else it's my
1: fault sunspots going Nova yeah. mode yeah just as Nova <laughs> dies <laughs> yeah I I just uh, on weaponless end as well it's like her embracing her father's philosophy that she says she hates and doesn't want to any part of but like it is like the right thing to do in the moment so she does it like again yeah like you said the, the like best moment of characterization she's had it, it, <laughs> at all i think and yeah then we go to port prometheus in flames and like everyone everyone's having a bad time except the four horsemen of apocalypse who are having a yeah, great time chill.
0: <laughs> yeah they fucking love it they love it yeah um, i mean it's
2: you know like uh that's that's <laughs> I'm trying to make up a saying that it's like, I feel comfortable as a horseman of the apocalypse while the apocalypse is happening.
0: (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) If there's one place you're going to find the horseman, it's Mm. at the apocalypse.
2: They have no horses.
0: No. Never have. (laughs) That's not true, actually. The first first time you see horsemen in an X-Factor, there's three of them, and they have horses that are robots.
4: Hell yeah. (laughs) that's coming bugs okay.
2: this is like my main criticism about the current X-Men lineup is that there's not enough horses in these books
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the other thing that I should learn from Jojo
0: <laughs> I like that they're keeping their nuke in a ba- in a bar <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well, nobody would think to look for it there. Yeah,
0: and
4: you've got to like it. It does explain that like it has some other safeguarding other than just being in the wall of a bar. Um, but it is pretty funny that it's just in in, in the
0: wall of Sunspots Bar. And and Kobach's just there because everyone forgot to tell him they were leaving.
1: Yep. <laughs> I just again being like. I have invincible skin. Just uh, I don't think that's been mentioned before, but another way that he's powerful, <laughs> that like yeah, he's 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 an Omega level mutant. <laughs> Just <laughs> um Then the data page that is the like history of like the discussion of of the trigger and like the negotiations that went into having it is so cool and it's like there's a contrast here between the like new Arako willingness to change what your philosophy means like destroy all enemies if you can't consider the Eternals enemies then you can't want to destroy them like they are they are no longer enemies and then sort of that contrasts with the genesis araco stuff of we make the rules after we win we decide we decide what the what rules we followed after we've done what we want to do where it's like the 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 storm fisher king side is we are willing to change what the rules mean to us or how we think about the rules because we want to make ourselves better and we want to like function within this larger ecosystem we're in, and like Tuca says, we're not allowed to destroy the <laughs> Earth. <laughs>
3: it's
0: crazy how caring about other things can be hard, but also fulfilling.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it also explains that the 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 um, Uranus trigger cannot simply be like you don't just press a button. You 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 get a little thought link, and then you have to agree to activate it with a full understanding of what that activation means.
0: You have to talk
4: to a with big bald guy.
0: With a in your head, <laughs> yeah.
2: This was my other thought while I was reading this is, why are there so many big bald guys?
1: It's true, there are. If it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like
2: th- This guy and Thanos and Apocalypse? Apocalypse are all like yeah. Was it the children the, of the Thanos same? Thanos is Yeah, it is. He's
4: a uh, grandfather, I believe, is the oh, specific granddad, relation.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, Thanos was in the it. Kiran, Kiran's Eternals run had Thanos and was great. Great Thanos content in that one. Esad Ribic drew him with like huge <gasps> cheeks. Yeah,
4: Esad art is incredible in that. Yeah. Um, uranos is a lot of fun in that as well um when he first meets thanos uh he's like oh my grandson i hear you i hear you wiped out half the life in the universe and Thanos is like yes that was great wasn't <laughs> it you 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 love that and he's like uh you're a fucking coward you should have killed everything you piece of shit yeah. You're just a coward like the rest of them. 50% of all life, not good enough. You're a simp for (laughs) death. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when you lay it out that way, though, when you say the words 50% of all life, it does sound... Yeah. You really shot under the mark there, Thanos. (laughs) 50's 50's pretty low. 50%? Only 50? Only half?
1: (laughs) Could have could have gone 80. like he could get Yeah, maybe uh, that would yeah. have given him a
2: shot uh, with Lady Death. she was like not impressed. Infinity Gonza is a wild comic.
0: Committing five decimations. Scissor <laughs> of the smoke picks up the trigger
3: and
4: uh, we we get to we get we get to speak to a big bold man, we get to speak to Uranos. Who is like, hey, um you get an hour of
1: Let me do a genocide, let me do a genocide, <laughs> genocide. let me do a genocide, please, please, please. please.
4: You just gotta ask. Uh, also a thing I didn't notice when I looked through this the first time. Um we've got Drew Drew <laughs> in Druid. the just <laughs> having a bad time.
2: Fuck yes, Drewig is the best character of that time I was around, so oh, he's, he's so
4: good. He's yeah, they such just a left it there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: little weasel man
4: yeah the art is still very good but i i i i, I do chuckle at the sunspot flying like with it with the fisher king just scooped
3: <laughs>
0: oh yeah. i love a scoop flying scene they're always like so like weirdly adorable and funny at the same time <laughs> it's like...
1: it's also just like fisher king doing so like weird like arm gesture it just looks like or like I guess he's grabbing yeah, I think on he's holding as well he's
2: grabbing on with one arm and holds the, like, the spear on the shoulders
1: other up with the spear it's very funny looking
4: as we said Sunspot's going Nova mode he's being consumed by the guilt
1: and it's going to be even worse now that Nova has died on his watch as well. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh,
4: famines.
1: Famine blasts off with some water powers
4: to extinguish the fire and bring even greater destruction. Famine goes off in this
1: speech. I'll say that much.
0: All of the, the horsemen come, o- come across very cool in this issue. Yeah.
1: They, they have great designs as well, just like to start with. Um,. And then, yeah, they're all just, like, super, super-powered, like, in or have incredible powers, mm-hmm. you know?
4: Um, and then in what I'm going to refer to as a, a now classic X-Men Red move, we get one of the big villainous forces demonstrating their awesome, incredible power with a massive speech and obliterating some stuff. And page turn, storm annihilating Yay. them
0: here we go,
1: <laughs> she looks so cool with the like eyes outlined in lightning,
0: and then she literally does it again, the next page, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she's just like coming along and saying, No, no, fuck that you you're you're all screwed. I'm here now. I have more versatility, I have more control. I'm I I'm like, like I'm better the than storm.
2: You. From the X-Men.
0: <laughs> I'm the best one.
4: <laughs> yeah. You, you get a bit of, like, uh, with, with Storm especially in this series, we've been getting a bit of, like, what we were saying, like, with the kind of, like, JoJo's, like, worm, etc. kind of stuff, which is where it's, like, showing interesting uses of the power, where it's, yeah. like, Storm is insanely powerful, and as it's, like, it's about versatility. All of that, and, again gets to deliver some great lines as well.
2: Yeah, weather is... Like, this is also a JoJo character weather report who does this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is kind of Bobby's problem is that Storm is always easily going to be able to upstage him. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like, Stor- Storm kicked the shit out of Cyclops while being depowered.
0: Yeah,
4: with ju- it's, it's with just a knife, right, as well.
1: <laughs> and then Death does a very cool pose, like, stand up.
0: He's like, I love you, why won't you fuck <laughs> me? <laughs> I mean, why are you killing my brothers and sisters? Yeah. <laughs>
4: they're not dead yet, though. He's very clear that they're not dead yet. <laughs> I love Pessins's design, death, the arrow. death Arrow, and also her saying, Good brother, good boy, like he's a dog.
0: <laughs> Which he is! is <laughs> yeah. He's got a dog helmet on. <laughs> Which I thought was his head until this. Issue. I know, me
1: too. Uh, he, he took it off in Exoswords' design. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I mean this issue is just like every page is like just like just, as I'm just flipping through, like it's just like this is so cool. This is so cool. Like,
1: storm, my, my people are dead. Like children are dying. Do you think your rules can still apply? And death again is like they have to, or what was this for? And because he believes in the truth of the rules, I mean, the, he is of Arako. Yeah. And but like his 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 siblings don't his mother doesn't they they only cares care about the rules as tools that they can yeah. manipulate. But that makes sense um, because
2: death is the only like certainty. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's like good stuff. pestilence or war like can do whatever. Like they can they can break rules. But I mean, this is a Terry Pratchett type of death as well as like.
0: When you lead by ideology, like, there have to be true believers within your ilk, at the very least. Even if you are, like, a quote-unquote true believer who's just, like, twisted the ideology to fit your needs, you still need people that are, like, um... What's the word? Like, diehards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's death. Yeah. There's a better word for it. Zealots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the word.
2: I mean, death is the only certainty that doesn't quite work in Marvel, where everyone comes back
0: from the dead. And all the time <laughs> it, well it's interesting at the very least in conversation yeah. with the mutants who can literally bring themselves back with very little consequence yeah.
2: and it was like the point of araco right like with the Cito loss
0: yeah
1: but and also the thing of like that that uh, whatever conversations about death is like one of the conclusions that like nova comes to is like you, you don't have immortality everyone will die eventually like even even with resurrection there's no there isn't actually a certainty which you know has been proven by the fall and like uh, makes his sacrifice here also
3: and
0: death being a certainty um, is a belief of like the Iraqi like it is core to their system so it does it, it still makes sense here for, very very aptly
1: uh, and then, the, like, you interfered and just, like, because he's a true believer, there's only one thing you can do in that case. Like, you have to punish someone for interfering, no matter if they're your sister, like, and because he's a believer. I really love that you only ju- you only see, like, the scarab yeah. on the back Speaking of his face Speaking of leg.
2: big bald guys, we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. secretly bald under his mask.
1: And then would like, how it just melts pestilence.
2: Imagine if he had taken it off and like a huge mane of hair had come out.
3: <laughs> it's when He's... death reappears twenty
1: <laughs> years from now. Hell, he'll have a big.
3: It's just
0: Thor under there trying to convince Storm to date him again. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: Doctor
1: Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula, it's one of yeah. the many kings Ah,
4: Jonathan It's Black Panther the, the death after this Is like um, She said that the rules meant nothing And she broke them She was wrong She has to be Because like Death's really clinging to these rules <laughs> uh, And then we get um, the, the trigger handed over to Storm
1: with, with with the weather of the world at her command, she had shown mercy many times, but if she chose that mercy could end, if she allowed herself uh, to let go if she let the darkness free, the anger she could feel building in her heart, the pain in which Genesis had caused this world, she could she would not need someone else to sweep Araco clean. This is a choice, and Uranus knew it. She could release him or she could do it herself.
3: I
2: know you're I know this isn't the case. Yeah, you know, this isn't the case what what is on page but every time i see like Uranus being like and the steam is like coming out it it sounds like sex music is playing in the background it is like in a hot tub and he's like so is it time for some killing
4: <laughs> can i tempt you with murder? I murder <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah it's such a bad idea to use him too. Like, there's no world where this is beneficial to her. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but like, it's great. It's it's. I love it as as that
4: concept though, because like again, like you said, like it's the the this this data page. I think is some of the, the sickest shit in an X Men comic. It's like, hey, um, you could you like you can fire the nuclear weapon. You know, you can. It's it's deterrence. Yeah. It's yeah. literally
1: like um, And it's yeah. like
4: you can do well, that and- but in this case, the person who can fire the nuclear weapon actually has the power of a nuke herself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And it is interesting to have the choice of like an ultimate, like uh co um co assured destruction um from Uranos versus like the imagery of of growth and new life that is like the the a uh, 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 or whatever it's called yeah. portal okaro portal. portal that apocalypse grows and then comes through yeah Uranos, uh attempts storm and is like choose and she's like fuck that um and we cut to the autumn lands uh where the autumn palace was which was magneto's palace a portal is being born. And we see the words coming from the portal. Here. Dead lifeless rock, but with a sun caged below it. Imprisoned, abandoned, a useful ingredient. And with the storm coming to meet us, for where else can she turn? Yes, here. Here we will remake the world. And who is saying it? But daddy. Apocalypse. <laughs> <among laughs> daddy I just got the dog.
4: Uh, there's, there's, a, there's so much good stuff in this. There always is. It's it's great.
1: It's it's sick that like Vulcan is just still trapped (laughs) down there, and there will be a power source apparently.
3: That's
1: (laughs) sick. Um, and then like what I was talking about earlier is like Arako being remade leads to some new status quo. That can be like a starting point for someone else, um, or can be an ending for the story of Arako. Like Arako itself could get teleported by an Okara Gate to like the other side of the galaxy, and maybe they just like fuck off and don't. It's like they're they're like the Kree or something now. They're just some other place, or it could be like a complete obviously it's like a a philosophical and physical remaking of the world in a way that like genesis can't resist that like like i mean i just can't wait to see what the next issue is like i sort of assume it will be like next issue is the 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 remaking whatever that entails and then the last issue will be the final showdown with genesis like apocalypse and storm and you know, yeah, or vice versa,
0: one or the other. Yeah. You know? like it, it could be like the final showdown, and then.
1: Well, I think like Storm's on her way. It seems mm. like well, Apocalypse. I guess yeah, it could be another while before she actually shows up. But
0: I keep trying to flip to that page, and then going to some Serpent Society stuff. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm handling laughs> <up>. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it should be so easy like in my brain it's so easy to get to it's literally the last page of the story <laughs>
1: yeah. um. it's also uh, Apocalypse the Okara Gate and what Apocalypse has been on Krakoa is magical and Storm will whatever way she is re- they are remaking the world I imagine will have some magic to it which again might lead into the Trial of Magneto Or not trial the resurrection of Magneto, um, because could be a way of her sort of reconnecting with those bits or awakening them. You know.
0: Yeah, maybe like Apocalypse goes on to take her on like a a student, similarly to how he did Richter. Speaking of Richter, there is a
4: hooded figure behind Apocalypse
1: stepping through the gate. Oh shit! Yeah.
4: Oh
0: shit!
1: I did not consider that. I. I, didn't I think I should noticed that, and then was like, "Well, yeah, I don't same. know who that is." Yeah, I was <laughs> busy looking at
3: apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. It be the dog is
2: more interesting too. I, I, I I'm calling him a, I'm calling him a, him a dog because I, I also started reading Book of the New Sun so and listened along to, <laughs> yeah, by Genre, and they talk yeah. a bunch about how, like, the book describing a creature that is very clearly not. A dog as a dog is so
4: it rules. It's yeah. How are you enjoying Book of the New Sun? Brief, brief, very brief diversion.
2: Good. I like. I I like it. It's like here's my here's my take on Book of the New Sun. It's because I talked for like forty fucking hours about the Kingkiller Chronicle series and how bad it is, Uh, and and the Book of the New Sun is like everything that Kingkiller fans. Pretend the Kingkiller series does, <laughs> but like in an actual good way, like actually manages to <laughs> to pull it off. Uh, I I love how it's like, the, and this is you know that the art is obviously like Dirai, Sinar does great job on doing the art, but like it's just such a good like escalation throughout the issue with like fucking the big water thing and then storm going sicko mode and then the pestilence arrow and then nova dying and then pestilence being destroyed and then the uranus trigger and then apocalypse like it's just so much built up on, built on top of so much more like it's like you keep being like there's no way this can go even harder than it keeps like piling onto it. itself yeah.
4: like it's it's some really good escalation If it had like escalation. a tenth of
2: this uh of this amount of cool shit would already be like really good for any other comic
1: there are like a dozen different like two or three page bits across all of X-Men Red that are like some of my favorite moments in all of comics. And then this is one where it's like Yeah, you're just sort of hitting at that level for most of the issue. <laughs> like it's it's very, very good.
0: I mean I think it is it's X Men when it's at its best. You know, there's like a, a bunch of weird shit going on in between fighting factions about uh which cut back to like a core moral philosophy of like right and wrong. And then we have all of our heroes working together as a team and filling out, like, what the others need, and they fail when they overlook that, you know? And they all all have anxiety, and (laughs) that's what the X-Men is.
2: I should have said, like, in the escalation of things, uh, I forgot that after the apocalypse thing, if I turn the page, there's an even bigger escalation when it says, ''What if Blade was turned into a vampire by Dracula?'' (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> see mine is just the cover which is uh apocalypse shattering the x-men red logo which has been getting more like dirty over the past uh five or six issues there's been like more spots and cracks appearing on the logo on the cover that's pages. why i have to end it because it's...
2: apocalypse broke it <laughs> <laughs> can't piece it yep. can't piece it back together
1: and then on, on 18, they'll have uh, a, a brand new one. I think I think that is actually the cover is like a, like a, a new logo or something for the new world.
2: I'm going to look at it. Oh, yeah. Well, it is still dirty, but it's been like polished.
0: Do we want to do quick rec- recommendations or like any other shit you've been reading you want to shout out? I can
2: can just go first again, I don't care Uh, I've been here's here's my uh, infomercial pitches, hey have you been feeling overwhelmed by life? Because I have (laughs) and so I was like I I, I, I was like, I need something lighthearted to read so I started reading the manga uh why the fuck am I suddenly blanking on the name? Kaguya-sama, Kaguya-sama love his love war. Is war. Yeah, i have written in <laughs> Kaguya-sama, love is war. I don't know why I had a brain freeze all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> it's just very woman. cute and funny. Um, it's, you know, it's a popular one, so I don't think I need to do a, a huge sell on it, but it's like, the it's just you know, teenagers doing, high schoolers doing, like, really high-stakes, dramatic brain battles about really low-stakes scenarios, so.
1: I I think it's another thing that has a JoJo comparison. Like, they're doing JoJo brain genius moves on each other about who will open the door for them or something (laughs) like that. it's great who will get
2: uh, to eat the other's lunch like
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a great series um the anime also is like really good they animate the shit out of a bunch of people like standing in a room and talking (laughs) because that's (laughs) what the whole story is (laughs)
2: I've gotten like
1: a turnaround where I'm like
2: I've been like not finding time to watch series, so I just read co- the comics instead. <laughs> Whereas I think for most people it's the other way around. Like for like being a Japanese like romance manga, it's somehow way less embarrassing to read in public than like the uh, Tony Stark sex faces in.
4: Immortal Iron Man. <laughs> I have a, a really tenuous book recommendation. Um, my, my link to anything we've discussed here is that is ri- written by a Brazilian author, uh, similar to the Sunspot and Shaco backup story. <laughs> um, but this is a, a, a classic book. It's about 50 years old. It's a uh, work of Theory about teaching called Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Paolo Frieri. Um, it's, it's an excellent, excellent book if you care about pedagogy. If you don't, it has nothing for you. <laughs> uh, it might have something for you. Uh, it's, a, it's about pedagogy. It's good. Um, that's my recommendation.
0: Mm-hmm. I have not been and reading You're telling much me a similar
2: vibe as this track girl. Uh, sounds quite
0: short. <laughs> um Who going pedagogy? Is... Uh, it's
4: it's the theory of teaching.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I knew that. I've, I've I've
4: been very busy with <sighs> academic work over the last few weeks. <laughs>
1: uh, I I've been watching every movie that exists. <laughs> so the only things I've read have been for podcasts that i'm following so it's just like (laughs) book of the new sun hunger games for shrieking (laughs) shack and uh then i started rereading uh the way of kings by brandon sanderson for uh because the stormlight are totally reprise. Is it used to be a totally spies podcast and then they've done a bunch of other stuff and now they're doing the stormlight reprise uh (laughs) And it's been fun to listen along with them and it's like the fifth time I've read this book, but it's very good and I just it's very I sort of speed through it even though it's a fucking thousand page say, book.
2: A <laughs> it's a big thick. book. Yeah. I have it here, but I have yeah. not finished it yet.
1: I have number three and four back there in Hardback and also the fourteenth the Time book, <laughs> which is the only one I own. Because I went into a bookstore and they was they had a big pile of the like hardbacks for two euro. Right, the fourteenth book, which is again, that's like a thirteen hundred page book hardback, and it was like two euro. So I was like, well, I can't knock get that.
0: My recommendation this week is, ah, uh, it's a, uh, I read Halloween, which is like kind of like a a little bit younger leaning, um, like young adult. Graphic novel by Moss Lawton. It's Moss's first graphic novel. And it's uh I believe they're non binary. Um and it's about like a witch, a vampire, and a werewolf fucking up a small town. Um, or really just trying to have a nice time by themselves and some like monster hunters making them fuck up like a corn maze Um it's very in the spirit of Halloween, it's very fun. Um and it's a quick read. Um yeah.
1: The, the, the most, uh, theme. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You wrote it back. You saved it I, I honestly... I read it a little while ago, and I've been sitting on it until we got to, like, an episode close enough to Halloween. That I felt see. Because like, yeah. it came out at the beginning of the month. Um, oh, this song is and really I also, cute. Yeah, it looks so good. Um, I... And I also, um, want to just do my Claremont report. I'm almost finished with that old man. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I finished I finished all of uh, the original New Mutants. I finished uh, Claremont's Aeron where he was involved in X Factor, not that he ever wrote on it. And I finished his Uncanny X Men. So I just have some Excalibur that he wrote left to read, and uh, his Wolverine uh, ongoing series, not the mini series. I read that already, but um, the ongoing until he gets he gets canned and then I'm done with the Claremont era. <laughs> and I, I dip my toe into the, into the 90s, and, like, the Jim Lee art, I love it so much. It's so oh, fun. Oh, he's
2: great. He's still doing, like, variant covers for DC, I think. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think they changed their, like, printing process in between, um, like, around the time he takes over, because the color is just, like, so much more vibrant and, like, fuller than it was in, like, earlier
3: issues. Um, but this has been hated and feared.
0: Yeah, oh, I
2: want to do another um, shout out to the city of New Orleans. Uh, spent a vacation there and was great. Um, if you there's a great uh used records and books store called Sisters in Christ Records, it's like a owned by like a kind of like DIY like punk type guy, so it's got like. Stuff like that, but he's also like a huge Barry Windsor Smith freak. So I got like Wolverine Weapon X there. Like, there's a bunch of used comics there. Uh, Caroline got a bunch of like old sci-fi magazines. Um, so you know, it's it's if you're if you're there, <laughs> <laughs> if, if like one of the few people listening to us is
4: in the area, check it out. I um I really did think you were just gonna recommend the city of New Orleans. I I do recommend a city as well. <laughs> um Okay. Uh int until okay. until next time, um Become the Future.
0: <laughs> no no, <it> is. no! <laughs> um, I I am gonna say quick, uh our our intro and outro music is uh Welcome to My Island by Caroline Polachek. Um we have been Janosh Kiwi Holly and Nick um de- defenders of the words of X. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just <made> that shit <laughs> up. Um like it's compelling. I like it. Rate us on iTunes. Tell your friends that read comics about this. I l- word of mouth works too. Um, tell your friends about us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, word of mouth is um, the um, only not thing that works out every week, but every once in a while. Yeah, genuinely. Um and uh, thank you for listening. Even though I hate you, yeah. listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. I hate you
2: and I fear you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I fear Can I just you. say I'm Resist. so
2: glad I, I'm feeling so validated in retrospect that we didn't name our show something Krakoa or quiet council
4: related.
0: Yeah, hate and was <laughs> the right choice. Yeah. It was. It was. It was the even like when we it first came up, I was like eh, in my head, but yeah. I was like on paper it looks so good (laughs) just
1: wild that it hadn't been taken also
0: (laughs) alright resist please Uh, become the future resist
2: Resist, uh, (laughs) you can find me on the freaking
1: rails (laughs) Cap I think you've met Logan I've seen too much
4: killing in my life Bishop is only trying to help his people then again, I am given pause to wonder: Is it possible you are correct, mute
2: And if you can believe
0: it, this is not the place for your private wars. And I've been I... avoiding reading a summary so I could steal and
1: spend <laughs> red. Oh well, I I haven't read a summary. Oh, and oh, I dear. read two.
2: <laughs> and Holly as and well. I read two. Well, I'll
0: read the I'll read the backup summary. I'm sorry for the, all the, my haces. I read sixteen <laughs> summaries, <laughs> and I'll read the bit about sunspot and shark girl.
1: Okay, you've already read half of it by saying those two words. Yep. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I want to get what Yanosh said earlier. <laughs> part of this review. Um, great. Another completely pointless issue of Wolverine. Thumbs up.
1: You're so smart, so talented, but now the water's turning red, and it's all your fault and it's all your mess, and you're all alone, you can't go to bed too high on your adrenaline, I you gotta go somewhere where you can't pretend, or forget the rules, forget your friends, just you and your reflection, cause nothing's gonna be the same again, no, nothing's gonna be the same.